Hey guys, Jimmy Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently, and it, the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that, but what they also do is make great apparel. Uh, it's made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody. Pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips, joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time. If my body allows me to. But, you know, I tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse and let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish-looking guy, but his golf game is on point. Literally, they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG, grip it and wear it. You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like I want to, I want to get a pair myself. Like I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to Be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're, they're twenty five bucks, and uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, everybody. Jimmy Pardo here. Never Not Funny right around the corner. But hey, it's been a while. But guess who's back? Michael Ian Black right here on Earwolf. This time with a new podcast called Obscure. Obscure Michael tackles a great work of literature he's never read. And you probably haven't either. He's reading one of the... Most well-respected books ever written, Jude the Obscure, out loud and commenting as he goes, even though he didn't really want to. But he's reading it to you, for you, as he has lots of uh, thoughts to share along the way. You can subscribe to Obscure right now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. That is the new Michael Ian Black podcast, Obscure. Uh, when you're done listening to this, go and check that out. But right now, it is time for Never Not Funny. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Because it's been one of those days. 
I'm hopping and popping. Oh, so you want to flip the dibble. You don't think I twerk? Well, I didn't know that. Eric, shut the f*** up. <laughs> Did we just make it better for women? <laughs> That's what we do here. We spitball. You just gave her an armful of lettuce? I'm in. Love it. Let's go. tape it's the fastest hour in podcasting this is never not funny now here's your host jimmy pardo hello and indeed yes welcome to the program this is episode uh, oh boy let me see if i get it 2217 nailed it hey my god all right oh. am i doing any of that right sure does anybody know it and then here and then and then move and then, well no because yeah, some point you have to end up on your hips oh, yeah wait, you end up on your hips here then then hips and then hips yeah. and then you then you, oh. then you shift yeah. oh, i don't think there's this no, no there's that oh yeah there's has to you have to I cross think it goes bump bump Bump, bump, well, bump, stand bump. up and do it man let's see it goes you're talking a big game swear to god it'll go uh, and again, I'm the guy that just asked how to do this. Right. I don't know why I'm all of a but sudden taking these things. It's, you're, you, it's come uh, all, all coming back to you. Oh, wait, now that's the part it doesn't no, seem right. No, I think, because isn't there this part in there somewhere? There, there's no I Dream of Genie move. I'm almost positive there is. <laughs> there, I swear to God, if the, you know Aaron, what? pull it up. Pull it up. And this is timely. This is so important. Bust a move, a guy to the Macarena. I'm what are you doing? You're knocking over all your cameras. Who is this? I don't know. Oh, yeah, there's that. Oh, oh, my. You just my, got. My apologies. Served. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think this woman needs bigger cargo pants. <laughs> She's got, it's like those stomp pants. Okay. Oh. Okay, oh, so it's. the cross. So the cross was actually down so low. It's not this yet. It's, it's down this, here. This. It's not Wakanda. No, it's not Wakanda forever. Although we should update it. But it is Wakanda. Genie. It is Genie. Genie. Head. Cross, cross, hips, hips. And then he's And four and five. One and two and three and four and switch. And switch. All right, good. Got it. Okay, now listen, that's the new dance phase that is taking over the country. They're calling it the Macarena. It is a, uh, the video is uh, wonderful to watch, and the song has a catchy beat. I think this thing's going to go to the top of the charts. I mean, it's got some stiff competition. You've got the, um, what do you got, the the Smurf, the Popeye, and the Jerry Lewis. <laughs> I don't know what any of those three things are. Those are lyrics from a, uh, a Beastie Boys song. Oh. Mike right. D says, I do the Smurf, the Popeye, and the Jerry Lewis. Three dance moves I've never seen or heard of other than that song. <laughs> well, I don't uh, look those up, Garen. You seem to have a, a, a connection with that woman there. Let's see how big her pants are when she does the Popeye. Those are a baggy. Those are like from that stomp. That's what like that's what they were wearing yeah. in that era of dance. Yeah. Uh, that stomp show is a zero to me. That is not uh, never seen it. Not my bag. I've man. had moments of going. Should I go to that? That seemed like it might be fun. You ever see clips of it? Uh, yeah. And you still go maybe. Well, that it, there's certain things like like Blue Man Group, mm-hmm. Cirque du Soleil. They're just like so out there. You're like, I don't know what this is, but they've been around so long. There must be something to it that I'm Puppetry missing. Puppetry of the penis. Puppetry, sure. I don't know. Is that still around? Uh, it's got to <laughs> be. I think that rears its ugly head. <laughs> hey. Uh, 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 I'm freaked out. Uh, 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 I'm right now. Love free. Say 
What did you say, Karen? It's a Macarena. Oh, Macarena, he says. That very popular. It's the hot new dance craze, and uh, we've proven it by talking about it for three minutes. Up next, uh, the electric slide. Oh, <laughs> did a hot. That's the hustle. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, welcome to the program, 2217. This is the, this is the show. This is the uh, the Never Not Funny program that has been uh, popular for ages. And uh, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was doing this. Uh, I do this thing with Dan Telfer sometimes. Uh, it's a, a Twitch stream with Mad Magazine. And um, he introduced me the other day on that as a uh, uh, co-host of the oldest podcast in the world. <laughs> I was like, well, it's not true, but I love the sound of it. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm going to tell you, somebody was fighting on our behalf against uh, uh, Kevin Smith and Joe Rogan were going at it and who's been doing podcasting longer on Twitter. And hmm. some guy jumped in, fan of ours, like, dudes, stop it. Jimmy Pardo. Yeah. You know, never not funny. And then somebody's like, well, actually, then somebody said, well, Corolla was doing it. No, Corolla. We, like, and then this, whoever this guy was, and I apologize for not remember who you were, sir. Uh, but I thank you because he just he stuck to it. He had the history, the timeline. And and he was, I'm going to say, 98 percent right. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a chance that some of that bled over each other. But uh, and, and we know that there were some Keith and the girl and others were before us. But yeah, uh, as I like to say, we were the original West Coast. And, uh, you know, because of my Bob and Tom following, I yeah. was also like the first guy that had a following right. that to start one of these. Uh, I, and I started it, of course, because you uh, had the idea to do it. I did not wake up one day and go, I'm doing this. I'm a genius. <laughs> I give Matt Belknap a full credit. I appreciate it. And I'm, I guarantee by uh, the 20th year we're doing this, I'm going to stop pronouncing that K because I've just been told recently not to say it. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you know that uh, that's the, the K is silent. In Belknap. It's also deadly. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> all, all right, so listen, we had a nice weekend. Uh, we went to, our, our friend Oscar Nunez invited us to a nice kids show at the Groundlings yesterday. Mm. At uh, noon, we went, uh, Danielle and Oliver and I went to see, uh, it was Oscar Nunez and a gentleman, Brian Palermo was in there, as was uh, Jonathan uh, Mangum mm-hmm. was in there. Uh, Stephanie Courtney, who of course, everybody in the world knows his flow from the uh, progressive commercials, but yep. uh, she started to uh, get her uh, chops at the Groundlings and such, and is great on the uh, Goldbergs as well. Stephanie is, mm-hmm. and uh, Danielle. And then there's another woman whose name I don't remember, but Danielle did stuff with her. So Danielle knew all these people. I know Stephanie uh, quite a bit, but I know, of course, I know Oscar. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun. We had fun doing that. Then we had. I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it the worst Mexican food I've ever had in my life for oh, lunch. No. Let me guess where it was. Yeah. I don't know the name of the place, but it's on Melrose across the street from the groundlings like maybe a block east or west somewhere in that you're not you're not confirming or denying but it's, it's like a big cantina like a lot of a lot of bar very very bar centric wait if you now the one that you're speaking of yeah. and i'm not and i'm not confirming nor denying mm-hmm. have you been there when when we used to live over there we went once because i love when you see a big mexican cantina and there's a lot of outdoor seating and like there's like a, a, a upper level and a lower level. Just the visual of it is like, that's going to be great. I don't even drink, but I see it. And I'm like, yes, that's what I want. Yeah. Nachos for days. So you went there one time. Went there one time. And what happened? Now, you live in the neighborhood. You, maybe that's going to be your new haunt. Could have been a regular spot for us. What happened? Oh, uh, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Turned out to be one of some of the worst Mexican food I've ever had. Let me say this. We had, and I'm not confirming or denying that's the location. Mm-hmm. Uh, our waiter was the greatest waiter I've ever had uh, in my life. Mm-hmm. Very attentive, very nice, very kind, very helpful. Uh, he then uh, p- proceeded to put the worst food down in front of all three of us. <laughs> so much so that Oliver's like, I, I, and he's not me. Yeah. He's like, 
and these are not his words on presentation i can't eat that <laughs> like it was gross to right. look at yeah yeah and um it uh it was the same place you're talking about <laughs> it uh and, it's and, amazing that place is still open but it must do like on the on weekend nights and stuff it must do gangbusters they must do an immense business and, and it was and it was about to fill up like yeah. we got there uh, right before the uh, the crowd but it um I, I'm not kidding. As I was eating, I was like, I hate this so much. I'm already thinking about dinner. <laughs> like, it was that. Right. You were like, I'm going to start planning my next food move right oh, now because it, this isn't doing it. It was. And Danielle wasn't happy with hers. Oliver uh, was very unhappy with his. And yeah. uh, Oliver and I both were so excited. There were mints in the little jar on the way out mm-hmm. to, to get the taste of that junk out of our mouths. Oh, boy. Well. Sorry to hear it. Uh, but then, uh, so we did that. And then I also, as I, and now and we'll circle back. We'll get to Friday eventually, Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Saturday, I finally made that trip to Barstow, mm. where my friend Eric, uh, who lives in Vegas now, yeah. uh, he drove to Barstow from Vegas. I drove to Barstow from Los Angeles. I had not seen Eric. We can't pin it down. Minimum 25 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got together at a, it was fine, uh, Italian restaurant, to speaking of a, uh, Denardo's maybe it might be the name of it in Barstow. It's the it, it's, hey guys, it's the Italian place in Barstow. <laughs> the one Italian restaurant. In, um, yeah. It's uh, the one like non-chainy Italian place. There might be a, a garden there, mm-hmm. uh, but it was uh, so. I arrive at twelve. I was supposed to be there twelve thirty. I had the urination situation on the way in. Who, of course, we also have Bonnaroo, <laughs> and then uh, so I got there at twelve thirty-six at five p.m. Eric says, I probably should go and let the dogs out because uh, he has uh, a couple of dogs up in Vegas. Which answers the question. Who let him out? <laughs> well, not, not two hours later, he's yeah. going to let him out. Uh, we were there for, uh, what is that, four and a half hours? Wow. Uh, close to four and a half yeah. hours. And wow. by the time we got to our cars, that, that six minutes I was late, 5.06, they four Four and a half hours uh, catch it up with a guy. <laughs> you, re- you are really obsessing over the clock on this. I think story. it's. I think it's interesting that it, 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 two guys. Yes, no question. That no, no. My point is this: no time lost. Right. No. T- from the second we sat That's down. That's awesome. No time lost, and I, confirmed to me. And the great part is, and Eric and I, Eric's one year younger than me, confirmed. Isn't it weird that nobody understands? We were the coolest guys in the fucking world working at the record store. I'm like Eric. Nobody understands it. I talk about it all the time, and he's like, nobody gets it. He goes, but we were. I go, I know we were. And uh, so we laughed about that. We laughed about, all oh, the push and tail we got. Oh we did not talk. None of that came up, of course. I did a little bit, not in those terms, of course. I said it this way for humor. And uh, <laughs> a great day. Just had a great yeah. day. And then on the way home, I said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to, because uh, Danielle had just texted me that they were starting dinner with some friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stop at the Barstow Outlet Mall. You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, see, what, see what's going on. Bottle them all can be fun from time to time. Just wasn't feeling it. One of those where I got out of the car and just went, you know what? This is not the day to be doing this. I don't care. I don't know if I've ever been to that one. I didn't know it existed until I drove yeah, past it. I don't think I did either. Um, went to the Nike. Mm-hmm. I went to the uh, the Echo, which the Echo, to call that an outlet store is insulting to outlet stores. That It's a retail store. They're, they're charging full price. That's the problem with... Uh, you know, it used to be fun to go to outlet malls because you felt like you were getting it saying, you know, oh, my God, this is this thing that was in Bloomingdale six months ago. Right. And now it's here. 
Now they're just stores. They're stores, and they're not. There's no deal. And, they, really. and the Old Navy is the Old Navy outlet store where the tag actually says that. Yeah. So you're literally getting clothes that they made and distributed directly to that outlet. Right. They're just they're just making cheap, even cheaper clothes yeah. for a different store. And but it, uh, it just you know it just was, it's, it's 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 weird to like oh you know you know what I I could use a new pair of shoes and then just not care. I, I hate the Nike outlet because they don't. They again, it's just like the Old Navy situation. They have a completely different line of sneakers in those stores. That if you want a, a specific pair of Nikes that you saw on the Nike website, they're not there. No, they've you, got. You some know what's junk. there? Junk. Yeah, it's like if they went. Uh, hey, why don't we throw these three colors of green on one shoe? <laughs> right. And uh, and make the uh, the laces uh, uh, made of wax, <laughs> and then make a cardboard box. Like they're the worst. Yeah. And it's like, or they look great. Oh, those are the ones. And then you put them on like, who the fuck would buy this? Yeah. Yeah. There, I do think that maybe there are still some situations where they were like, they made shoes for the real like Nike store and they were like, no, these are terrible. They came out wrong. Like they don't fit anyone. I think that's and what's like, happening over right, there. Send them over there. But most of the shoes there are just like the cheapest Nikes, like yeah. the, the worst made ones. They're well, just like, yeah, put them in there. I will say that they did have the, I want to say it's the Revolution 3, which is a very good Nike shoe, mm -hmm. uh, but it was in a very, you have a really cool pair. You're not wearing it today. Though. No. Your, your red Nikes are cool. Mm -hmm. This was a color of red that like, Obviously, it didn't sell. So, but it's a right. but it's a great shoe. I've I've owned the Revolutionary Three, but the uh, Revolution Three, but the uh, the this particular red was like you 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 they had every size right. from the floor to the ceiling, <laughs> and you just know that you take one out, a guy from the back runs out to replace it. That's how many they have of this color. I, I will say this: I like that Nike still takes chances. They know what sells and what doesn't sell, but there's st somebody in an office somewhere who's still like. We're doing it. We're doing these salmon high tops, and I don't care what anyone You're says. Right. You know what? You're right. That's what I felt about these green ones, because they actually didn't look bad, but they were three colors of green. I was like, you know what? For 39 bucks, and then take another 30% off of that, mm -hmm. uh, which would be what? Another uh, nine, close to 10 bucks off. Yeah. Uh, so for 29 something, yeah, you know what? What the hell? If they're comfortable, the most uncomfortable shoe. Mm -hmm. How you doing, Garrett? What just happened? That was a... It was, it was like when, my like version a, of a wheeze laugh. You're I guess. gasping. <laughs> I didn't even know your mic was on. Suddenly, I just heard. Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a nice weekend, Garen? I know we'll talk about it when we go around the horn. But it was a big weekend for you and your kind. The, uh, <laughs> oh, I was at the movies almost exclusively. All right, we'll weekend. talk about it later. Then you're not going to be out there with your chaps. I don't want to hear about it. I heard it was a disaster. What was? They oversold. It was oversold. The, People were getting threatened so, to get arrested. Yeah. I saw that. I what, they oversold the parade? Yeah, the they oversold a parade. No, well, the, thing, the thing Saturday night or whatever happened Saturday night. Maybe maybe the parade too, but I just saw Chip Pope uh, tweeting about it. Yeah. And it seemed like there were like, it was one of those deals that, you know, where people get angry because things were mishandled. And then there's like a crowd, you know, group, group think takes over. And then suddenly everyone's trying to push a fence over for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> like it seemed like that was happening. And that's Boy, really that's a, bad. That's a lot of tank tops being put to use. <laughs> what? Uh, I mean, and you know those guys are fit. They're, they're going to knock fit. that they're, fence right down. There's no question about it. Yeah. There's no doubt that the fence doesn't stand a chance against those well-oiled, muscular men. <laughs> what? Uh, let me ask you a question. Who was the, uh, the performing artist? Because it's always like a... Yeah, I don't know. It's Jody Watley or Tiffany. It's always some, Cindy Lauper. Yeah. yeah. It's a, a yesteryear... Uh, Icon of diva. Taylor Dane, maybe? Would that be... Fair? You know what? One year it was Taylor Dane, I want to say. I don't think it was anybody classic um but it's never it's like it's never a dude it is always a, at least from mm, the years yeah. i remember the artist right it's a uh again funny if they if they hired like a like a country music 
country music icon artist to, to do that just, and just like surprise it's the pride parade could you imagine Trace Atkins that shows up yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kalani and uh, Tovlo what is happening with and Kim Petras were the big ones I know one of those three I, Tovlo? I, I know two of those know syllables <laughs> yeah I, think, uh, or I heard uh, Christina Aguilera showed up like as a surprise is that right oh. yesterday yeah she also showed up at the uh, at the uh, sorority party uh, in in the movie Life of the Party. She showed oh up. Oh my gosh! A, and uh, exciting. It was, it was very exciting for everybody. She brought her own lights. Oh, she wasn't gonna be happy with the lights they had in that backyard of that sorority. She brought mm-hmm. her own her own uh, staging. Good call. Good call. They and they were able to rig that up. It looked to be like 12, 15 minutes. Mm. Get that concert going. Maybe Kesha should hire those people. <laughs> now listen to you. I thought the I thought I thought the uh, uh, theatrically the Kesha show. Oh, I, I, I speed wise. <laughs> so Matt Belknap and I we uh, with our wives, uh, but Sally Danielle could not make it last minute. Uh, her job uh, did not allow her to attend. Uh, which I think uh, Lee's probably appreciated because she got to have a little more room over there next to uh, next to her. That's true. The seats at the forum. I like the forum, but they like you were saying that night. They didn't do anything to adjust from the whenever that was first built, the seventies or sixties. Uh, there's no like you. You said it. You're five four, and your knees are hitting the chair in front of you. I couldn't imagine being five eight. What That's are you five seven? I'm five eight. Matt, measure it. What are we talking about? <laughs> You know what I'm talking five about. Five point inches. Five yeah. point eight inches. Yeah, is that that's average? <laughs> now listen, uh, well, that's like three. Year, that's like almost three. Year well, it's almost three of mine. But yeah. I mean, I'm talking about the uh, you, right. you gentlemen with your average. Well, five pieces. eight is the average height, so maybe five point eight, 8 is the average. You go what ten percent? Yeah. Should is that how it works? Your that dick should be ten percent of your body. Yes, that's uh, doctors <laughs> recommend that your dick be ten percent of your height. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I know I make this joke all the time. It might be that might be the case with me. Wait a minute. That's not ten percent, though. No, it's no, it's it's it's. Oh no, it's not numerically. 10%. It's related, but yeah, it's not. But yeah, it's, it's not ten percent. But uh, we all know what I meant. Yeah, because that's five and two thirds feet. Sixty five eight is sixty eight. Oh, there inches, we go. Right? So it's sixty. So yes. so you six point eight would be ten percent. Oh no, yeah, I would kill for six point eight. Would you? Or are you? I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Like, I, it would make some things easier. <laughs> what would it make easier? You could open the door slightly sooner if you're walking around the house with a boner. <laughs> right. Directions, locations, uh, gymnastics. What? No, what do you? It would def- only hinder. Uh, what are you divining rod? What are you talking about? <laughs> Follow up. What's a divining rod? It's, it's what I think it is. That's right. That stick that you wave around and define water. water okay, thunder, good. Yeah. So I was right. Or other things. They don't wave it. Okay. It well, waves you. It waves itself. Yeah, you just walk with it, and then it'll... What the hell do you know about Jesus divining Christ. rods? What are you, him and him? Okay, that was close enough. Have you ever seen the thing where they have the two, like, baton, like the L-shaped batons instead of the one Y-shaped one? And they kind of like... Where the hell are you two hanging yeah. out that divining rods comes into your life at all? Probably watched uh, Psyched or something. Probably on that. You think Psyched is looking for a little bit of water? Mm-hmm. Think those guys are thirsty? What's Psyched? The TV show. You mean psych? Oh, what, what are you, him now? <laughs> yeah. Jesus no, no, Christ. I no, I was serious. Did no, everybody give right. everybody a break today? I, I wanted That's to right. know if there was another show called Psyched that I didn't yeah. know about. because it's a show about people who get really excited for something. <laughs> yeah. It's about a guy looking sounds at water. Like, water. I think I got MTV, it. MTV5. It, do, it um, definitely sounds like an MTV show. <laughs> no, you're right, Matt. I meant psych. Thank you. I just. I only watched three episodes of it, and one of them, they had those divining rods. Who's on? Somebody uh, has moved on from that show, right? Was one of the stars who is now a star of another show? Is that possible? Am well, I right? Well, Dulé Hill was on it, and he was on West Wing. But that was prior to uh, and then after, after it, West yet, Wing, and then another show. I think after that, but, but I don't know if it. Yeah, but is know. there a third character that is now a star? 
Maybe. I don't know. I know James is going to be in a new show that's starting this fall or I don't know when it starts, but yeah, he's on some new show. I want to say that, and maybe I'm completely wrong, but I want to say like the third or fourth banana on that has gone on to Corbin Burnson. Was it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he played uh, Rodé's dad. was on it. Oh, that's right. I, you know, that's who it is. Oh. It's Timothy Amundsen. I didn't know he was on That's it. who it is. Uh, thank you, Karen. That, uh, that, that is all. Timothy Amundsen, of course, was at the Parkestathon, let's call it 2015. Does that sound right? I'm going to say 16 or maybe even 17. 16. It was the last Acme one. There it is. 16. Where is he? I don't see him. He's a top row between Christella and Scott. Oh, I see him now. Ha ha. Fun. Uh, Wait, Timothy Amundsen sure has fantastic hair all around. Yeah. Yeah. Great and it doesn't matter what role he's doing either. Like if they if they decide to pull it back, looks great. They decide to let it hang down. Looks great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He goes into one, one, one role. He had like a little uh, side buzz cut and then like a, a flat top sort of thing. <sighs> Looked great. Yeah. He's got the body. He's got it all. He's got the body work to prove it. He's a great actor. He's a good actor. Mm-hmm. He was in Deadwood. Oh, really? He was in uh, Gallivant. What was he in Deadwood? He was a heroin addict. Uh, He he dies early on. Wow, that was him? Yeah. I never... And then his wife... uh, Remember, his wife then is like one of the stars for the whole series. She's... uh, She then becomes... She's the Loudenum addict. (laughs) The one that... The the one that's like huffing... uh, Maybe. That stuff out of the bottle that, that, that Timothy Oliphant becomes romantically involved with. Yeah. Well, you had to have a certain kind of name to be on that show, huh? I got to revisit. Yeah, you got Elephant. <laughs> I was feeling that too when we were talking to uh, Stephen Tobolowski. Uh, I would like to watch that show again. Yeah. I, I loved it and I don't remember much of it. I, I fear it's going to be one of those where I then get two episodes in and go, oh, I remember everything. Mm-hmm. And then. Well, then that's great. You remember it. Mm-hmm. You can move on. I'd like to be, I'd like to be surprised. Hey, speaking of TV shows, I just watched uh, the first two episodes of uh, Ramesh's show. Oh, yeah? And it's so good. Is it great? It's so funny. I was crying laughing at one part of it um but yeah yeah i really enjoyed it great that's on showtime yep it's called just another immigrant ramesh ranganathan well i will uh i will look for that because we have uh, we just finished patrick melrose last night mm-hmm. and uh, well, you're already on showtime just keep watching right there <laughs> well daniel got a little sleepy but uh boy that patrick i wish that was uh, every week it is uh i'm gonna call it i'm gonna throw it in my top 10 of all time i think jesus yeah, it's I, great i guess i'll have to watch and it. my friend eric who i not seen in 25 years as i mentioned got there about 12 36 <laughs> ended up about 506 what did it what did it say on your dashboard clock when you started your car that's what i want you mean what i was on my way out yes 506 right that area okay now does that does that clock sync with your phone to get fu- like fully accurate time it's not, or but it's, 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 on its, it's within one minute it's okay so it's, it's not one of those clocks that somehow car clocks tend to gain time irrationally I, I, I will never understand it. Yeah, why is it? Why can't you make a clock that just uh, runs right? I don't know. By the way, you, you know, you and I talk about the interface of our cars all the time. Yeah. I had a situation over the weekend. I, I can't remember what happened, but I, it was like, oh, no, because I had a two-hour drive ahead of me. Mm-hmm. This can't be happening. And it was like, uh, it wasn't sinking, and then it, then it decided to sink when it wanted to. Oh, and uh, Anyway. Uh, I told Eric, who I uh, said, uh, I'm watching Patrick Melrose. We were talking about you know, things in our lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, he texted me just yesterday and said, uh, just finished watching your Patrick Melrose. It's amazing. So, right. well, uh, so Jimmy Pardo, one of my best friends and a guy I've never met, both say this is great. I better check it out. I, my point, uh, the, the, at least one person that I've recommended watch it, watched it and mm. uh, returned a favorable review. I'm not doubting you. I, just I don't know got, why you're against it. I'm not. 
I love the, the fact that there's only five of them. That's very appealing to me. Be ready to be depressed out of your mind. It's not a happy well, that show. Was the other, when you said that the first time you brought it up, I was like, yeah. It's de- it's depressing. I'm already as watching hell. Uh, Handmaid's Tale, which is the biggest bummer of all time. Yeah. Uh, so. A well done bummer. Yeah, very yes. well done bummer. Very too, well too, done. Too, Nick save everything too real. One of the uh, moms at the, the Zoe and Charlie's camp, uh, a mom of another kid at the camp, is a writer on. Oh, is that right? Tale. And uh, every time I see her, I, I just wanna, I wanna ask her. I don't want to be the guy who's like, uh, I love it, but why so bleak <laughs> you know like or whatever i don't even know what i would say but uh i have questions and so, she's got answers here's the question i want to ask but i don't want to know the answer of is yeah. how true to the book is it that's yeah when i agree it, with that like like what, are we past where the book went right. now and i don't want to i don't want to know that. i don't want to know but i do want to know maybe when it's all said and done i'll that's, go back that's and, what i will yes that's what i'll ask you to do but i can't imagine <laughs> i can't imagine if there's going to be a third season i assume i can't imagine the book I can't. They didn't break the book up into three seasons. That'd be crazy, would, wouldn't it? Because like, they would never know if they were going to get to that season. It's a great point. I, I don't know. I don't don't know look it up, that. Karen. No one tell us this. Yeah, I really don't want to know this. And I mean, and that, yet we want to, but we don't. But no, I'm, but I'm telling people on Twitter. Yeah. I do not want to know this. Yeah. I do not want to know this. On Friday night, we go to the <laughs> forum to see our friends uh, Kesha and Macklemore perform. Now, Matt had informed me prior that the night before in Las Vegas, Nevada. No. The no, night. Phoenix. They were in Phoenix. Yeah. They went to Las Vegas after, the day after us. Yep. Then in Phoenix, that the show uh, had an opener by the name of uh, Wes Period. Correct. Who uh, was the Mexican food of yesterday of music. <laughs> oh, no. Now, what did I say to you about uh, when we were I talking about it? I feel shit on this guy. But I, listen, this is where I, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm owning this. Mm-hmm. I'm a 50 one-year-old man yeah. who may not understand what's happening musically sure. from time to time. Absolutely. So when a guy puts on uh, a song and just yells and, and tells me to yell back at him over it, I don't know why that's considered music. <laughs> I mean, that is part of the tradition of hip-hop. A call and response is part of it. But the that's rest of what, what he was he doing. That's what he was doing, though. No, he yeah, was, I agree. Was he a DJ? Nope. He's a rapper. That's I, I said to you... I, this is the kind of garbage Garen likes. <laughs> so Wait, but I, I ask you, Garen. If he's the rapper, but who then who's the DJ? Well, some great, guy behind the great stage. Great question. Yeah, there was no one else on stage. It basically was a guy doing rap karaoke. Yep. And and again, choosing to talk when he wanted to. And he, he seemed genuine and, and, and gracious to be there. I'm he, like, yeah, he's an L.A. local. He was very excited to be at the forum. I, I do think like he sounds like a lot of what modern rap sounds like to me. And I, I it's just happens to be the type of, of rap I, I do not like. But if you if you like Fetty Wap and um, uh, Migos, then you'd probably like it. But uh, nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I cannot stand that particular sound. And I I, I like Migos a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud that I know who Buster Rhymes is. So okay. Well, do you like that sound? That's a, that's yeah, that's a particular very particular sound. It's yeah. kind of fun though. It, well, it is. A, well, but <laughs> <very> <laughs> sure, but there's a there's an element of uh, uh, like it's listenable. What this well, guy was doing wasn't yeah. listenable. Well, which which brings us to <laughs> one of the headliners. Well, then, well, that's all right. So, uh, West period, who then went and did a meet and greet on the uh, <laughs> on the lobby, and that was how he closed his set. I'm going to be out at uh, Concourse H, signing shirts. 
And, I, and all I think was, let us know how that goes, Wes. <laughs> let us know who shows. Uh, we should have gone. Jimmy went to get a pretzel at one point, and when he came back, he was like, uh, sorry, I would have been back sooner, but I had to go to that meet and greet. <laughs> we and then you were fun. like, damn it, I should have gone and gone. actually gotten, that would have been the best the best $40 joke of all time if you had gotten something. I. It would have been. It would have been worth the 40 bucks <laughs> yes. to come back and with my signed West Perry But then Perry you're hat. the asshole who's ironically, you know, like that's a dick thing it's to do. It's a dick thing to do. But he wouldn't have to know that he until would. he hears this show because he's a big fan. Oh, he loves it. He <laughs> said from stage, shout out to my boys. Never not funny. <laughs> and then, now your turn. Then our friend. So anyway, the night before Phoenix, you had told me that it was West period. Then our, our, our lady, Kesha, and mm-hmm. then Macklemore. And that was the first night of the tour. So we didn't have much to go on as, as far as how this thing works. We didn't know if it was always that way or whether they were going to alternate. But based on previous conversations, the assumption was that they would have flipped it because they're co-headlining. Yeah, but, I, but I've also seen Journey and Def Leppard. Uh, they're currently on tour or uh, Journey, uh, Chicago and Aria Speedwagon. And it's going to be Ario and then Chicago but, every night. Mm-hmm. It's a fixed set because they've, they've got a plan. Yeah, and uh, so we did not know what was happening, and then, uh, but West Period gave us a little bit of a clue where he said, uh, which by the way, when Matt told me that, I was like, well, that's great, because if she goes on at 7.40, 8 o'clock at the latest, she's done by 9.15, I'm in my home by 9.40, I'm watching Mannix by 10, I'm in bed by 11.12. Uh, again, what about your the clock in your car? What would that, where would you be... Let's say rodeo in La Cienega. What does the clock in the car say? Well, if I'm home by, if I, what time did I say I was getting home? Nine forty-five. Yeah, nine forty. Uh, well, nine thirty-nine. Okay, I'm a minute away from rodeo in La Cienega. Again, do we trust this clock? I mean, do, I, do we yeah. trust me announcing that to the world? More importantly, <laughs> you've said that you're near that target. That's Everybody too tight. You're in that general neighborhood. We're excited that maybe the Mac is going second. We're excited to <laughs> everyone's excited except me because I see not not that secretly was like I want to see this Macklemore. Your wife had zero interest. You and you and Elise were both adamant that the best thing that could possibly happen is Kesha comes out. My reasoning was a I'm slightly curious about Macklemore and B. I feel like Kesha deserves to close that show. She's in Los Angeles. It's kind of her adopted hometown. I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I also loved the idea of being home. I know. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going to be that mad if that was the case because we were paying a babysitter. So it would have been great, too. But as, as you may understand from the way this story is being told, that is not what happened. West period tells us my boy Macklemore will be out here and then Kesha will be out here in a little bit. And it's like, oh, damn it. And there was a thing, but but the, but the way he said it was kind of ambiguous. But then there was a thing hanging up that said Gemini, which is Macklemore. And also, album. had we known Macklemore's stage and Kesha's stages, we yeah. would have seen that they were preset for Macklemore. Right. He had inflatable palm trees and a fucking <laughs> Barca lounger on stage for some reason. That said, I enjoyed him. <laughs> Jimmy did the craziest 180 I've ever seen him do on this goddamn. No, Macklemore. no, that's it. I, I will never buy his music. Right. I will never see him again. I uh, I, I think the songs were atrocious. Yeah, I think the two so, I think two songs are great. Yeah. And then otherwise, he was a fun entertainer. He is honestly one of the most. He's so corny, but he's he's a hundred percent genuine and just impossible to dislike. He has. So, it's impossible it, to dislike. His energy right. is like completely. So he didn't have the the Nazi haircut. Oh, no, he still has that. Oh, no, he's got that. That's what I, first of all, that's what's wrong. We do it immediately. Uh, 
it was, you know, the, the, I don't know what that Willy Wonka song is, oh but my. as you said, that might be Dan Katz jumping around up there. It, he come, <laughs> At one point, they show he leaves the stage. They start playing some ridiculous montage of of Willy Wonka clips. And we're like, what? what is this? What's going on? And then Elise was like, he better not come out in that fucking hat and jacket. And sure enough, he walks out in a fucking top hat and, and purple jacket. And crazy Dan Katz sunglasses. And it looked like Dan Katz like up Dan there. Katz. We're like, this is a fucking real? Like, this guy's real? And then he proceeds to sing a song that I have to assume is called Bitch, I'm Willy Wonka. <laughs> because that was the chorus. Yeah. I looked up the set list. I think it may just be called Willy Wonka. I think Wonka, it's called Willy Wonka. But... Uh, it, it's bitch. I'm Willy Wonka. Uh, way too many times for my 51 year ears to enjoy. Uh, to me, that was. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, he thinks he's. I think he's like half in. He has one foot in comedy music right now because, or, or maybe always because when you think about. Uh, the song Thrift Shop, which was his breakthrough hit song. It's a little bit of a novelty song. It's basically it, like what I was saying to Jimmy and Elise at the show. It's like, this is like uh, the Weird Al version of a real song. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was like he already Weird Al'd the song. And, and it made me wish that Weird Al had taken that song and written a straight regular yeah, song yeah, about yeah. it. Like, I thought that would be funny if he wrote a completely non-comedic version of Thrift Shop. And of course, what uh, what song did I miss? Because I had to go, uh, I'd take, uh, call my wife to find out if she was going to make it. Uh, Thrift Shop. Uh, yeah, the, the one, the one song, the one that I, well, I knew the other one too. The uh, what's it called? The the same love, same love, which yeah. is uh, which, which that, you like. I, I think that's a good song. It is, it's, and it's a pretty good song. You like it's, uh, again? It's very sincere and corny and embarrassing, yeah. but it's it's Look, catchy in this in this climate we're living in. Yeah. That message is nice. It is, and he he delivers it well. He connects with the crowd incredibly well. For like, given that we don't care about him, and we were still like, yeah, like yeah. that proves that he's got something going on. But here's what twice. I did learn from this concert. Before we get to the Keshev part of this, I learned that Matt Belknap is a singer at concerts. Oh, Matt Belknap we've been at other along. concerts. Sing along. We must have sat in the past where you are on this side of me. I was doing it at the, at the other Kesha so, show we went but to. But I have a feeling that I never was aware that. I you, apologize if it disturbed you. This but time I, it was right in my ear. I can't not sing. I can't not sing along. Well, it's, you, it's loud. If it's loud, I feel like you've spelled well, it out. If it's too loud, you're too old. Exactly. And uh, you are <laughs> officially too old. We, uh, well, we also did not have the greatest of seats. No, that's true. We that, took advantage that, of the 20 all-in tickets that yeah. Ticketmaster had there for that uh, three-day sale mm -hmm. and so we were in the 15th row up in the uh you know what for the money it was great it was uh but here's the problem elliot well, wait wait, wait. Let, let me well, there's one other thing you're gonna about wrap Macklemore. up mclemore I, I, I need to talk about this because i'm still confused about it oh. at, at one point in the show he plays another video where he's like it's it's like he's got a long blonde wig okay. on, and he's got like a cucumber in his pants, and he's got a British accent, and it's again, it's like a bad comedy sketch, but and not a good, but not, I mean, underlined bad, bad, like not like maybe it's sort of supposed to be, hey, it's funny because it's bad on purpose, but it's also comedy, it's bad comedy on top of being bad on purpose, <laughs> and I guess this is some alter ego of his, and uh, and I and we were all just like, what on earth is happening right now what seriously what are you doing like what is this and then he comes out with this wig and sings this song about like, I imploring everyone to dance 
and uh and it's like it sounds like a shitty euro trash dance song like it's not even yeah but yeah. the crowd was going crazy and people loved it they, they, they acted loved like finally it. this guy's he's, he's here like, who the fuck is this what is but they were loving him from second one they were, they were yeah. I, i'm gonna say it and i don't know if you agree with me that was a mclemore crowd they were there well we, you know for before it started we were walking around the concourse and it seemed like everybody was wearing kesha sh- shirts and everything we were like oh this is why this like that when we didn't know who was going first we were like we better kesha better be going last because everyone's here for Kesha. Right. This is crazy. But then once he started, it seems like no, everyone's here for him. Uh, anyway, during this Euro Trash dance song, he brings two people on stage, one of whom had to be 70 years old. He had completely white hair, right? Yeah. And then the other guy, just a regular middle-aged heavyset guy. And uh, They did a dance-off. He had a dance-off. That was the most enjoyable five minutes of my life. The cr- <laughs> I've never, I don't think, for, for two seconds, I don't think I've ever heard a crowd louder and more hyped and uh, like out of their minds uh, excited than when the 70-year-old man did the worm. Did the worm. <laughs> and it was like, it was seriously like like a, 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 like a, a, a sonic jet just flew over us. That's how loud the crowd got. It was like. <laughs> of joy. Yeah. Pure, of, ex- pure joy. And I was with them. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't disagree. It you, was wonderful. I mean, before before he did the worm, he also, he busted out some move I've never seen that was like, it was incredible and fast and precise. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And I thought he, I immediately was like, oh, this guy's a plant because no like how the fuck would this crazy old man do this and then he did the worm and it was like bonkers uh but that was that's the kind of set macklemore was having and the he other was, guy shit the bed he was okay <laughs> but he, he did the he, he, compete he, with lou grant no one could but yeah he kind of did a, a lazy running man and some flossing and but it was funny but it wasn't good yeah anyway was it giant axe I've wondered. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was Johnny I, I makeup. That. It was basically yeah. that kind of deal, or it was Kyrie Irving. You know that that new movie where the old man plays basketball. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that, that all ends. We know we like the. It, it looks okay. Uh, <laughs> we know we like the clock today. So uh, that all ended at uh, nine twenty. Yep. Nine twenty. Macklemore leaves the stage, and then they start setting up for uh, Kesha, and at ten twenty five. Oh boy. Yeah. An hour and five minutes. An hour and five minute stage changeover, Garen. Yeah. To where you saw people leaving. Yeah. Because it's ridiculous. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a Friday night, uh, end of a long week. People are like, I thought I was going to be out of here at 11. Well, look, even though even if a ticket says seven o'clock, yeah. you go, you know what? That's going to start at 745. Right. You give it that. Mm-hmm. Okay. 745. Even if it's three hours, that's ten four. I'll be I'll be home, I'll be leaving at ten forty five. At she at ten fifteen, she's not even. On, it's ten twenty five. She yeah. starts. Brutal, brutal. It was brutal. It was. <laughs> and I honestly, as a f- huge Kesha fan, I just felt so horrible that now she's got to come out cold. The half, the not half the crowd, but like people were trickling out. It was still pretty full when she started. When she started, yes. But then, like halfway through her set, people just started bailing because she it was said, "You know, she was late. so proud to be at the forum because she's from here, and this is her, like you say, her adopted home." Yeah. And she and she light it up. I want to see everybody light it, and and it was like, "Do not yeah, light it don't up." Light it up. <laughs> and then she lit it up, and you like pockets of empty because yeah. now it's ten, eleven thirty. Yeah, it's it's yeah. late and. Kesha appeals to such a wide demographic that, you know, families were there, kids. Mm-hmm. That's too late. 
there were some yeah some kids my my kids age like there was a six-year-old kid who were belting it out to i'm a motherfucking lady <laughs> well that's but they got the words wrong they're kids yeah, for their kids yeah. yeah they got the swear right they just, but yeah we saw parents carrying sleeping children out halfway yeah. through the set okay now i think this is it garen but it was uh super bummer and and like you know when when you're that late even us being we're there for her but she's doing three costume changes and that's the other thing three costume changes elliot that's just like just sing the damn songs now like i i we don't have the uh, yeah you know what forego the costume changes because uh because you know it took an hour well do you think that was an unusual situation or that's just the way i think it was night two and these guys hadn't figured out what to do yet this is the first night they've switched it this way that's the other guess. oh right that makes sense now look in a thug-like manner colin hanks just walked in <laughs> i looked out there and he, you had a, a look of anger on your face i just didn't know what was oh it's cool <laughs> well hello that's a new reaction to that whole setup look at that <laughs> speaking of nazi haircuts are we going to talk about colin's haircut at all is that going to come up I'm telling you. Uh, it's just a haircut. Yes. <laughs> There's a sound system right there that you're welcome to use if you want to answer and and, uh, and defend your head of hair. Le- can I sign the paperwork first? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Is this, uh, so we've begun. <laughs> uh, we are in the middle. We're gonna, we'll take a break in a few minutes here, and then we'll bring you over to the big table. Well, then turn this camera and this microphone off right now. <laughs> oh, boy, this guy runs a tight ship. Now, listen, this is a producer. It's a director. This, now, th- listen, Colin Hanks being here is years in the making. Colin and I met at the Conan O'Brien show, and Colin gave me his email. He said, I, he goes, because uh, I think we might have a mutual friend. I don't remember why, but he said, hey, I would love to do your podcast. And I said, great. Uh, and he said, here's my email. Email me. Uh, let's set up a time. And I'm not 100% sure, Colin. You could uh, you could uh, confirm or deny this. I think you immediately went to your phone and changed your email address. <laughs> I think that's what happened, because I, uh, I emailed almost immediately. Hey, good to meet you. Let's set this up. Return and then nothing. Let's be super professional show business wise. Yes. We'll get to this during my segment. Oh, cliffhanger. Okay. Tease it. Because I've got, I, I, I'll tell you what happened. There's a, there's actually, there's a, actual, there's a an legit answer. reason. There's I listened to your reason. show. Didn't want to do it. <laughs> by the way, by the way, didn't change the email. Wait, what? Hmm. Email is the exact same. You just stopped emailing Lee and rightly so, because after like, Five tries. Oh wait! So you were you? All right, save it. Save saving it. Yeah. Save it. Because now I think I'm going to be insulted, <laughs> offended, and I think my feelings might are, are going to be hurt. I think I don't. We'll see. I, I disagree. See. I disagree. I think this is going to be this is going to be some technical explanation. I don't know. He says I'd give up. <laughs> he says you should have given up, which I did. I said enough's enough. Yeah. Then we got a new Booker. I said you know what? Let's revisit this Colin Hanks bullshit. Let's see what this guy's up to. Yeah. Give him some water. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, All right. So, uh, Colin, we're just finishing up talking about how we, uh, Matt and I went to see Kesha and McLemore on Friday uh, at the forum and how Kesha uh, started. uh, McLemore opened. Then it took an hour and five minutes to change the stage over. So, uh, yeah, too long. Too long. You're a guy that goes to concerts. You get this. Uh, And uh, she did not get on stage till 1025. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Too late. Yeah. Oh, Garen. So, Garen, you missed it. She also had three costume changes, to which I say, uh, forego the costume changes uh, because you've already starting way too late. Because each costume change took, it wasn't Cher running off and then coming back out within yeah. seconds. Uh, this was. Well, then she played these videos. Like, I, why are there men in suits with pig heads dancing around a campfire for five minutes? Like, that's, we don't need this. She did a full on 
produced concert. It's yeah. not just Kesha running out and doing Well, that's the, the idea. I mean, you're at the forum. You want to, you know, yeah. take it up a notch from a club show or whatever. Why I appreciate so that. on stage then, I wonder? They they, well, they had to build a spaceship, and apparently they were building it by, <laughs> brick by brick. Yeah, they started <laughs> that should scratch. be pre-made. You roll it out. Yeah. Or go to Toys R Us. They're having deep discount sales. They probably have a spaceship over there. You get 60% off over there right now uh, on, on many different items. Mm-hmm. Uh, plenty of those tumbler trucks, if you're looking for those, those sharper image tumbler trucks. You want one of those? <laughs> they have aisles full of them. <laughs> Uh, what's a tumbler truck? It's some truck that you control with a remote control, and then you, if you press a button, it does a flip. Oh, uh, but it keeps going. But it keeps going. Yeah. It's got those big spongy mm-hmm. wheels. Uh, all right, Colin Hanks is here. He's already tuned out. He's already looking at his phone. <laughs> Probably changing his email a third time <laughs> to figure out, get me out of this. Hey, Jimmy, yeah. give me a quick email. I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, all right, Colin's here. He's taking time away from his busy schedule. This guy's if he's not directing, he's producing. If he's not producing, he's acting. Mm-hmm. Right, he's a he's a triple threat in this business. Yes, maybe he sings. We don't know. That's a great question. You got a good singing voice, Colin? Not really. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> it was okay. That was, it wasn't that bad for this room. Although you're a terrific singer, Garen, oh, you've got a radio. Uh, <laughs> all right, Colin Hanks is here. We'll be back right after this. Hey, listen. Seat Geek is the way to go. It's smart. It's easy. The you want king tickets? of the seat? Stop it! <laughs> I have to tell you, SeatGeek hooked me up. And not because we're doing ads for them, but because I use them like any other customer. I uh, took my family to the Dodger game a couple weeks ago. Might have mentioned on the show. Used SeatGeek, found a great little section that I now is my favorite section, right in the left field there, right next to the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I looked on other, just, to, just out of curiosity, I looked in a couple other ticket broker sites and web and apps. They had better selection and better prices. SeatGeek did. SeatGeek did. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. That's what we're talking about. Yep. I actually just yesterday, or I'm, I apologize, uh, Saturday, Kevin Belenkoff, who is in the Never Not Funny Fantasy Baseball League, mm-hmm. uh, who I've been friends with for 12, 15, 20 years, he texted me and said, hey, what's the code again for SeatGeek? And I said, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I think it's Pardo, P-A-R-D-O. And um, if I'm wrong, I apologize. And he wrote me back. That's it. Thank you. Success. Nice. So he used it uh, just uh, Saturday to get some uh, baseball tickets. Awesome. So the point is, it's working. And here's the, the deal with SeatGeek. Uh, by using that code that I just mentioned that Kevin Belenkoff used, and you did not use it because you forgot to. No, I used it. Oh, somebody else just told me then that they... I don't know if I was supposed to, but I think it's okay. I'm, st- I'm a customer. I'd even though just, just because I'm on this show doesn't mean I can't use my friend's last name as a code. You know what? It is my last name, and I recommend using that code on any purchase, even if they advertise here or not. That's not true. <laughs> Best of all, listeners of Never Not Funny get 20 bucks off their first SeatGeek purchase. Again, that's what Kevin Belenkoff took advantage of. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code PARDO today. That is promo code PARDO. You're going to get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. It's designed to make your ticket buying, buying purchases experience. You found it to be easy, Matt? The app is fantastic. You know, I've, I've used Ticketmasters. I guess I shouldn't name particular things, but I've used a lot of different sites and services and apps to buy tickets, and uh, I love their interface. It takes a lot of time, though, right? No, it's quick. It's probably the best uh, ticket buying. I, again, we I think last we were bitching about how annoying it was to get Dear Evan Hansen tickets through the Amundsen website or whatever that site is. If only SeatGeek had been managing that for them, I could have enjoyed the experience rather but than suffer through it. Is it safe to say you don't get a good bang for your buck? You get the best prices. That's what I'm telling you. I looked I looked other places. I did my due diligence, and they had the best prices. The problem with buying tickets online, though, is that it's, they never guarantee it. No, I think theirs are guaranteed. All right. If it doesn't work out, they... So I can shop with confidence? Yeah, you'll get your money back. The, the, it's so easy on the phone, you know? Like I, I'm sure everyone But it's only sports. 
No, no, it's theater, it's nah, concerts. Concerts? Sure, anything. What about comedy? Like yeah, absolutely. All right. But let me say, like, it I still blows my mind as a middle-aged man now uh, that you can just buy something in an app and then the tickets are magically on your screen and then you just walk up and you never have to print anything out. It's fantastic. You find that to be magic. I they do. They magically appear. It's because it's so so convenient and so simple. I don't have to worry about, oh, is my, my printer out of ink? Oh, God, what am I going to do? What do you think of Lucky Charms? They're magically delicious. Yeah, that's right. And uh, what did you... Now, I don't remember what you're talking about, but I know that you said something was magically pretentious. Oh, yeah. What was that? Magically pretentious. It might pretentious. be in the opening. Is it in the opening? It's magically pretentious. <laughs> Boy, I don't remember what that was, but SeatGeek is the way to go. You usually go to SeatGeek, uh, get the app, enter promo code PARDOR. You're going to save 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek! King of the seat. Here's the truth of the matter, Matt. A lot of us are brushing our teeth wrong. Oh, boy. Maybe you're not doing it long enough. That's probably true. Maybe you forget to change your brush on time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because most brands... Oh, you're focus. supposed to change them? <laughs> yes, you hillbilly. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. Most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing. Not Quip. Q-U-I-P. Boy, do I love... I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love my Quip toothbrush. As a matter of fact, I just said to Oliver, my 10-year-old son, mm-hmm. I just said, which, by the way, Oliver made an appearance last week on a, uh, an ad for a different mm-hmm. company, and people seem to respond very well to Oliver's appearance, mm-hmm. uh, to where I think we're going to have to start recording these commercials at my house yep. in a separate uh, studio so that he could be part of all the ads. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, but I did say to him, uh, you know, you're getting older, you're going to have to start brushing your teeth better now that, you know, and certainly with your braces off and this and that. Yeah. Um, I said, what if I got you a toothbrush that, that it times it so that you understand that how long you need? And he said, Dad, that sounds great. As if he had never heard, obviously yeah. he's never heard of such a thing, but. He's been waiting for it his whole life. Uh, all why, 10 years. Why didn't you tell me this? Uh, now, when you put, when you put toothpaste onto your Quip toothbrush, do you go, equip the Quip? I don't, but I will now. Thank you. Uh, and by the way, the uh, Quip comes with the, they have a, their own toothpaste, which I uh, I enjoy. Oh, interesting! Put a little piece-sized uh, dollop on there, mm-hmm. and then brush away. Thirty, 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 thirty. Mm-hmm. Two minutes. That's two ESPN documentaries. That's right. <laughs> thirty for thirty. I like to think of my teeth as uh, documentary worthy. Yeah, that ties into our our guest today. Absolutely, it does. But I uh, here's the thing about the, the Quip too: uh, different colored handles. Oh. So uh, my point is this: I I am going to get Oliver a Quip toothbrush, and then uh, his will be next to end that neat little holder that they have for you, and then he will be able to brush. What teeth. color is yours? I've got the I want to say the stainless uh, the, the gunmetal gray or whatever oh, that's it is. Cool. The, yeah. I don't remember the exact name of it. But you're going to get him some like red or blue or something. Yeah, I'll get him a nice color. Yeah. Oh, Danielle, let's uh, let's include her in this. She minds her business. No, what? You know. She wants to brush her teeth. That's on her own time. She could use any coat she wants. She could use her coat. That would have been great if you're like, nah, she has dentures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it takes a while. She soaks them. Uh, it's got a built-in timer, as I talked about. It guiding pulses, it pulses and guides you through a full dentist-recommended two-minute brushing. Okay. That was me taking three paragraphs and trying to make it into one sentence. Okay. Uh, they're on Oprah's O list. I think that stands for orgasm. No. Named one of Time's best inventions. That's Time Magazine. Wait. And is the what? Were you suggesting another use for this for vibrating toothbrush? <laughs> I wasn't. But now that you mentioned it. <laughs> yes. I will say this. This has nothing to do with orgasms. But uh, when Zoe was a baby, the only way to get her to sleep sometimes was to turn on an electric toothbrush and stick it behind her car seat, like between the pillow and the seat. 
So it was just a, a noise. The noise of, a, of an electric toothbrush, was, was old, that was how we had to put her to sleep a lot. Well, think about if you had a Quip toothbrush at the time. In three months, you get yourself a new brush. <laughs> and all, all that, the pulsating and all the 30-second uh, uh, intervals would have... Uh, Helped out a lot. It certainly would have. They're backed by a network of 20,000 dentists, hygienists, hundreds of thousands of happy brushers, including myself. I love it. Mm-hmm. Quip starts to just 25 bucks. And if you go to getquip, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash Pardo, right now, you're going to get your first refill pack free when you get a Quip electric toothbrush. That is your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash Pardo, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash Pardo. Spell it again. I guess G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Pardo. Go to getquip.com slash Pardo. Getquip.com. Quip. Brush it up. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Episode 2217, I think, is what we landed on. Colin Hanks is with us. Uh, we're certainly going to uh, do a deep dive on that email situation. When that, <laughs> that is uh, The fact that you remember what I'm talking about, it fascinates me. Absolutely. Fascinating. I'll fill you all in. Been running from Jimmy Pardo for years. <laughs> that was one of the first, I want to say that was one of the first, uh, maybe first year of Conan at Warner Brothers. Um, Close to it, yeah. And But I have not seen you. Since that day. Since that day. Um, which was uh, oh, oh, uh, seven and a half years ago. Is it that long ago? Well, so can I get into it right sure, now? Sure, let's get into it. Let, let me just get into it and, and then I'll let you go. So when I saw you, yes, um, we had my wife and I had just had our first child. Congratulations. Thank you very is much. Is it a boy or a girl? It was a girl. How many kids do you have now? We have two. You have a girl whose name is? Olivia. Olivia, my son's Oliver. Oh, very nice. So that, and then you have a? Uh, another girl. And her name is? Charlotte. Love both of those names. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And so, as you know, since you have an Oliver. Yes. When you have a, a kid, your life changes dramatically. And so we had had a kid and then I had gotten a job. I was shooting a season of Dexter Mm. that year. Mm -hmm. And I was my first job as a new father. uh, And I was really not very good at scheduling things. And you kept asking me, well, what about Tuesday? What about whatever? And I wouldn't have my schedule for the next week. So I I I could never give you an answer. So instead, you chose not to give any answers. Well, no, there was about three or four times where I said, I, I, I don't know. Right. Uh, email me uh, you know, later on. I get my schedules on this day. And, and I think rightly so, you said, to hell with this guy who, yeah. who can't just answer a basic email That's about, it. how about Tuesday? <laughs> and you never said, see you next Tuesday, although you were thinking about calling me that. Never, mm-hmm. never, sir. Never. I, I'm not you don't work to be. Blue. Don't you don't work blue. <laughs> um, this room is blue, but you don't work it. Uh, that shirt is blue, but you don't work That's it. That's right. Um, and so, but it, it, anyways, the long story is, uh, having a kid that is very hard scheduling things while you're in production is incredibly difficult and if it makes you feel any better it doesn't I still have this problem of organ- of like agreeing to things during a shooting schedule because it, it sucks I don't get my schedule until Thursday night or a Friday for the next week right and most people are just like why can't you just have a normal life and well, you can't. You've chosen you can't. a profession where you can't. I, I, I join. I join the circus. So that's really my answer. So right. I'm not working right now. 
Hence, why I'm finally here. I'm so glad you finally had me. It's, and apologies for taking A, we're thrilled years. to have you. But B, that speaks to something we say, and I'm going to say it publicly to our uh, previous booker and our current booker all the time. They always think that these people, that uh, folks like you, uh, need to be out promoting something to be a guest, whereas I have argued for doing this 12 years. Yeah. It seems easier to get people when they're not working. Yes. And, absolutely. Hey, I'm at home bored out of my mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jimmy Pardo watch me? It's the perfect time. Absolutely. So, yes, I'm telling you this, Hannah. <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying. And well, also, yeah. Colin Hanks is proof. If you do like 50 interviews to promote something, uh, you pre- maybe maybe we'd rather have you when you're not you're not in the midst of doing that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, because then fun. you're not going to get the same right. same pattern. Yeah, I don't need to hear the pattern. I need to hear about you having a Twizzler. No. <laughs> do you like a Twizzler or a Red Vine? Now that that's I'm up. a Red Vine. I'm a red. I, that's a, I think that's a west of the Mississippi. It is. A, thing, it right? is a west coast thing. Yeah. Did you grow up out here? I did. Yeah, west mm-hmm. coast. Yeah. All right. Your family. What do they do? Uh, they're in uh, sales. Okay. <laughs> well, try this out themselves, certainly, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, by the way, I told my wife I was going to make that joke uh, at six o'clock this morning, and then I couldn't wait to get it out. Couldn't even wait three fucking seconds until I, <laughs> until I did it. How, how did she feel about it? She thought it was dumb and hacky. She goes, don't you think everybody makes that joke with them? I go, yeah, of course, but... Uh, mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it all night long. But you committed. I did commit to it. I yeah. admire the Thank you. The commitment. Look at you, lean, mean. <laughs> I've been about it. All right, now listen, Colin Hanks is here, but let's go around the horn. Let's say hello to everybody. Now, Garen, you had a, it sounded like a Garen Cockrell over at the Pop Culture Beast Info Desk, sponsored by dogpile.com. Garen, you had a uh, eventful weekend. You saw what looked to be, uh, according to Facebook, about a thousand movies over the weekend. Uh, yeah. We have a filmmaker was, in here. Don't do anything to piss him off. I, I was finishing up my thesis stuff which I finished this morning. Yeah, I saw that uh, post as well. You finished your thesis to get your master's in mm-hmm. screenwriting. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that means what? Movies. You can teach? Yeah, pretty you, much. You, you get a, a, an expensive piece of paper to say <laughs> that you're you're qualified to, to write on other papers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right, Colin, your thought on this, and don't hold back. Does he need that? Hmm... Yeah, not not really, but it it doesn't necessarily. The only thing it hurts is your bank account. <laughs> That's right. really it. I, I I think you know the amount that you will learn in that. I think is is a good solid base. Not necessarily required for all, but required for some. Yeah, maybe so. All right, look at I that. that as a, like a boost to. It lets me teach if I want to. Right. Yeah. And it. You know, if I want to get into development, maybe, oh, he's got a degree in screen. Also gives you a little spring in your step, doesn't it, Garen? Is that safe to say? Yeah. Feels good. I would say that's actually an excellent point, that it would be a good safety net. So that should that career as a screenwriter does not work out, you're qualified to teach, you're qualified to do all those things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know basic stuff that sometimes people don't learn for years and years and years. Now, when you say fallback, keep in mind he's 57 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Never uh, hurts to have a fallback. 50, you know what, you're right. 51. What's that? 51. 51? You're well, that's 50. around the time you, you fall and you can't get up, right? <laughs> yes. Sure. Right, you you got to put that little pendant around your uh, your neck if you need to. Now, Garen, what what walk us through the movies you saw? I know you saw the uh, the Ethan Hawke film. I did, which looks phenomenal. It's a challenge. It's good though. But you gave it four stars. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's always great. There's the, yeah. Ethan Hawke is never bad. I, I worry he's going to get overlooked for the Oscars just because it came out this month. But what's this movie called? I'm not aware. First of Reformed. It. First Reformed. Yeah, there's some difficult scenes that somebody in the audience felt were worthy of cackling at. 
Oh, oh no, really? And in a way that was uh, Tourette's like. Like, why are you laughing at this really brutal, intense moment? Hmm. But ha! Well, oh, that is a weird reaction. It's very weird. And some people have that though. You know that when something is so uncomfortable, they just—that's yeah. this the 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 defense mechanism. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess. All right, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, Maybe that person's just weird. <laughs> it makes North Hollywood. Where was it? North Hollywood. You okay? Oh, God, Darren. <laughs> but he's your segment. Come on. You're also not a ventriloquist, dummy. Why do you? Why are you trying to drink and talk at the same I time? I could beat the answer uh, somehow. I would have asked for my money back after that cackle. I think you go out and say, "Look, this was ruined for me. Please." I, you know what? I tried that after we saw Hotel Artemis. Oh wait, is that not oh, good? You no, said it's great. Yeah, I saw your tweet. You, there, was there was a kid was, running around the theater. Yeah, a little girl, six, seven years old. Wandering around. That's Olivia's age. Yeah. Just bloop, bloop, bloop. Ponytail bobbing between the rows. <laughs> let, me ask, let me ask our friend Colin Hanks a, uh, a question. Colin, uh, this Olivia, uh, from, by mm-hmm. all accounts, is about seven, seven and a half years old. Yeah, she, and she's, uh, I like her. All right. <laughs> okay, cool. Would yeah. you bring her to see a Hotel Artemis? No. Ever, right? <laughs> no. When you go to the motion picture house and you see somebody bring a child into a movie like that, don't you, I, I have 8,000, okay, I understand, maybe a babysitter's too expensive, maybe scheduling, this is the only time you and your wife could see your favorite actress, mm-hmm. but make, think about the There co- are other showings of, of movies. Yeah. There, see it on another night. Yes. It's mm-hmm. fine. I actually have a story about this. I remember... Uh, what was the, uh, was it Body of Evidence? What was the the, the Madonna but, William Defoe yeah, movie? Yes, yep. That was incredibly racy. I was in high school, so I wanted to go check it out. Mm-hmm. Sitting right behind me and my friends uh, was a, a, a husband and wife and their young kid. And right when William Defoe is doing something adult with Madonna, the kid said, Daddy, what's he doing? No way. <laughs> no. Oh, Absolutely. No. And we cackled. <laughs> and that was appropriate. I think so as well. Yes. I saw, Red, is it Red Dragon? No, that's, what, what's a Sean Connery movie? Uh, Red Dragon is one of those uh, Hannibal Lecter movies, yeah. I think. So. What, all right, it's that not that. Third one, Wait, yeah. It's a Michael Crichton movie. Michael Crichton movie that Sean Connery was in. Oh, no. Maybe 1992? The one with Wesley Snipes? Rising Sun? Rising, Rising Sun. Rising Sun. Yes. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah. I saw that in St. Louis, Missouri. And I was the only guy in the movie theater until one other guy came in and decided to sit right behind me. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning of this movie, there's also a scene where mm-hmm. there is some, uh, there's full frontal of a young lady. Mm-hmm. And he just goes, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus. Right behind yeah. Was that followed by a... It would, yeah, oh yeah, glug. But I, uh, I then moved my seat because I was like, dude, yeah, that's the fuck crazy. The theater's empty. Yeah, that's so yeah. terrible. Um, all right, so you saw that. You saw Hotel Artemis. That's the great uh, Jodie Foster. You ever work with Jodie Foster, Colin? No, I have not. All right. Would you welcome what working with? Absolutely. Or are you against it? No. Did Father I say to you, I would love to. Son, I wish you a lot of luck in this business. I would you love don't work to. with Jodie Foster. No, I would love to. She's she's incredible. She's great in this movie. She's great in everything. Yeah. Is she? Is that true? I, I can't think of anything she's not been great in. Little foxes. It's an interesting role for. Might her just too. be called little. It might just be called foxes. Little darlings is the other one. And wait, is that based on something? Is that based on a comic book or something? I don't think so. No, I think it's an so. Original. It's actually an original idea. Yeah, it feels like it's it should an be part original, of John Wick, but it isn't. An original idea. 
But they, yet it looks theaters. like it's based on something. Uh, okay, there you go. That's like maybe one of the three movies this year that will be in theaters that is not based on something I else. mean, we got to support it just yeah, for that, absolutely. right? Well, I hear it's great. Uh, you give that four stars as well, Garrett? Or yeah. Did you take three? No, four, no. It's, it's a lot of fun. Four ponytails from... <laughs> From the from Mr. Laptop over there. <laughs> what other uh, and was that it? Oh, I saw Hereditary. Oh no, everybody's raving about Hereditary. That's great. How right. many ponytails? <laughs> I think they got. I think they got five, two, four. You well, gave it four ponytails. Everything I saw this weekend was great. Everything you saw. Yeah, gets I saw four all ponytails. the new releases that came out this weekend. Got they all got. Great. You see the Mr. Rogers documentary? You I got, didn't see that. You okay. got time on your hands. Oh, hold on. knew it was going to come out we have a documentary filmmaker as our guest we'd have to hear this song i so badly wanted to see the mr rogers documentary yesterday but my wife and son were too tired to go mm-hmm. it was going to be at 406 i know you're, you're like when i'm precise <laughs> yes, with the please time tell me at 406 i said hey it's starting at the landmark at five if we uh, race we can go and i was met with yeah let's not do that let's mm. not race and go and i said well i'm just going to go then and the look on both their faces was you know what I'm not going to do that. Mm. I wonder if a child will care. A I don't think he will. A but child I, that didn't watch Mr. Rogers, obviously, he's been gone. I mean, do you want to ball openly in front of your kid? Do you want to cry? He has seen it. Like massive. Uh, Wait, have you, you seen, you've seen it? No, I haven't okay. seen it. But, but you I, know, you're, the, I'm, cho- I'm choosing not to see it like right now because I don't want to cry that much <laughs> in public. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see the film. Yeah. I hear it's incredible. And I probably will. But when I go, yeah. I will be alone. Okay. And I will, uh, well, maybe I'll bring the wife. You know, show her my sensitive side. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want to see it, but I, I hear it's I hear it's incredible. It looked, even the trailer looks good. Like, even the, the trailer's like, you know what? I love this. Yeah. Yeah, we have our friend Tony Thaxton went over the weekend and he said, he's like, I saw Mr. Rogers' documentary four hours ago and I am still crying. Oh, boy. <laughs> mm. Seemed like a nice man. And he, wait, oh, no, if I may, mm-hmm. is your father is your father is is, is going to be playing him in in a, a movie? For that is my under, that's my understanding. You don't yet. talk to your dad. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. No, I said no. I I was answering the question. You don't talk to your dad. No, meaning I talk to him. Damn it. That was my I like the idea that I you was don't. Trying 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 to work out the some wordplay there. <laughs> We're having fun with words. But yeah, no, he <laughs> is. He's going to be playing him in a, in in a movie. That he has not yet made. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I found oh, wow. out about this, and this is 100% true. I found out about this about three days after I played Mr. Rogers in a Drunk History episode. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And so when I found out, I just went, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have this one, Dad. <laughs> shit. Yep. Nope. All right. And that's why. You also, since you brought it up, uh, the drunk history, and we'll get back to Garen's movie reviews. Um, <laughs> you played one of my heroes on Drunk History. Ooh, who? Uh, Steve Dahl. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. The uh, disco, demolition. disco Demolition. Yeah. Yeah. And you've done, what, what have you done, like half a dozen of those Drunk Histories? Oh, no. I think I've done like four, I think, maybe four, four or five. But that's still uh... Yeah. Because it, it's it's it's. It's fun, man. I don't have to memorize any lines, really. And I, it, you could do it all in in one day. Is that right? It's, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. an easy shoot. It, 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 it is a, a relatively easy shoot. It's it's work. 
you know, and it can be a long day because you've got a, a lot of stuff going on. But they're, they're a really well-oiled, fine, finely tuned machine there. And so normally you have to go in for costume fitting a few days before and you do hair and makeup. They don't do any of that stuff. You show up, <laughs> they throw a costume on you. It sort of works. Okay, then you go into hair and makeup and they've already chosen the wigs and everything. And you just sort of, you just sort of go. You just sort of do it. Yeah. So uh, admittedly, I have not seen the Steve Dahl episode, which is bizarre considering it uh, got everything I like. Derek yeah. Waters, you, Steve Dahl. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you in a Hawaiian shirt? Or were you in the army fatigue? I was in the arm. I think there was a little bit of an army. F- there was an army jacket, I believe. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, maybe a, an army a jacket, helmet. a helmet. Yeah, yeah. A nice flowy wig and some, uh, some cool, you know, shades. That's what I call the glasses that are like yellow, so they're not really sunglasses. Right. right. Shades? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> kind of shades. Yeah, I don't uh, understand yeah. those. That was fun. That think? one was fun. Uh, I'm gonna look. I, I just uh, saw that today. That uh, or I remember somebody tweeting out about it. But anyway, I, I had seen it, and I look forward to seeing it. And what, did did we bring this up with Steve when we were in Chicago, or had it not happened yet? I don't remember. I don't remember. Did he about consult? It. I don't know. I do, I do not believe so. I think he's, yeah. I don't even know how he felt about it. That's what I, he's one of those guys that he's been pigeonholed because of that incident. Uh, as, you know, there's been sort of a backlash against it over the years because it's like, hey, disco That's has a, its merits. And a crazy backlash at that. Yeah. Like literally, I mean, some of the things I've read about that are like, really that it was homophobic that yeah it was racist. Like, it's like really oh, really really heavy. Prank. <laughs> and that was not really yeah. the intention whatsoever. at all yeah. no guy but, lost his job yeah. because of discos decided to say disco sucks yeah let's blow up some records homophobe yeah it's, it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy yeah. yeah yeah but back to movies um <laughs> All right, Garen, was that it? Was that the, the only... Uh, I saw Ocean's 8. You saw Ocean's oh. 8, which I you also gave that a good review. Loved it. Cool. Loved it. That's good to hear, because I thought I saw some maybe not so great uh, response. No, great. Okay, good. I'm excited for that. The movie. trailer looks like a zero. No, no. Colin's not allowed to talk. Colin goes to parties with these people. He can't... <laughs> don't, don't. Give him an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not where, those. Where do you put it in the... Is it the second best oceans? Is it the best oceans? Is it the eighth best ocean? <laughs> um, it might be the second. second best. It's almost up there with, with Oceans 11. The original. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you a question, Gary. Now you don't have children, and some people don't understand what's well. Clearly, for a he child. doesn't because he went to how many movies this <laughs> week? Fifty-seven. Yeah, it uh, was movies, uh, paper, back and forth. That's what I was doing the entire week. Yeah. That's right. Take your mind off your work by going and uh, lose yourself in a motion picture, which are based on screenplays. So you're really not taking yeah. your mind off. Or at all. To- maybe it's homework. <laughs> oh, maybe okay. it's uh, considered uh, credit. Yeah, you're a workaholic. Let me ask my question, though, Garen. Uh, my son has an interest in seeing it. Ten years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same, t- but I don't know if uh, it's fine. It's heist enough. And, yeah, it's fine. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't even think there's bad language in it, really. Hmm. Great, but That's it's great. It's fun. It's it's fun. Right. Everyone's great. The whole cast is great. I look forward to seeing it then. Yeah, I think you're fine. I like that Sandy Bullock. She seems like a nice lady. She's great. Mm-hmm. Met her once over the Conan program. Gave me an email. Never returned it. <laughs> <laughs> Seem to be the trend over there. <laughs> So all you got to do is wait seven years. You'll hear from her. Oh, I'll see you in a little bit then. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> wait, wait, we're coming up on that. Uh, that was actually about the, at the Tonight Show days. So that would have been, oh, she's overdue. It's over. It's overdue. Yeah, she's overdue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's got to pay that fine. Oh, boy. Uh, all right, Garrett, anything else? You did not go to the parade? You didn't go to the the, the, the pride parade? No, I didn't. I was... <sighs> now, is that a pride-related shirt, though? An X-Men? No, it's not, actually. But I'm wearing it because it's a little rainbowy. Yeah. Uh, see that? These are just X-Men characters. Oh, okay. Going cool. through the prism of the X, so they get hmm. 
colors on them. I think it's a nice uh, looking shirt. It's cool. Yeah, I like it. It's fun. I thought I thought it was pride related, but uh, not intentionally. All right. Well, you look great. The shirt looks great, and you're happier than ever. That's all we need. Coot juice. What? Go juice? What'd you just say? Cook juice? Cook juice. Oh, the cook juice. Cook juice? He's on some new medication. Oh, okay. That has made, and if, uh, trust me, night and day. Oh, if okay. there's ever a poster child for uh, antidepressants, yeah. this is our guy. Oh, okay. Because yeah. he was He was Eeyore. Pathetic. Ooh. <laughs> Well, if that is any indication as to the work environment that he was in, maybe we understand why he had to go on the coop oh, juice. He was a zero. He was a black cloud. <laughs> we take no responsibility. That, uh, the coop juice is amazing. I it take is. the coop juice. It's fabulous. I don't. I don't know why there's a stigma in 2018, but there still juice is. is. Great. It, it gets you really normal. <laughs> right. Yeah. Evens you out. Yeah. But where I grew up, south side of Chicago, south suburbs. If you're on that, you're. I don't know why you need that stuff, Jim. Yeah. I just suck it up. And then yeah. they go to a bar and get hammered for six hours. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, the great self-medication yes. of old. Yeah, I don't know it, Jim. Glug, yep. glug, 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 glug. Heart attack. Everybody out in Hollywood, on the other than the, the, the juice. I don't know what's your problem. Uh, maybe you and the whole way that you function is part of my problem. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right, Colin Hanks is here, but let's check in with Sardi Chevrolet. That's Elliot Hoper over there. Hello. Uh, Hello. Elliot, what's happening in your world over the weekend? Anything of import? Uh, nothing super exciting, but I did, uh, I did take a deep dive on something called uh, the Earthship. Are you familiar with the term Earthship? Mm-hmm. It seems like Colin is. I've never heard of it in my life. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a self-sustainable uh, housing uh, thing that's been, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 years has been developing. And basically, it you, you collect your, all your own water, you do all your own power, you grow your own food, all this sort of stuff. So I've been watching videos on YouTube about these different ones. Is, now, is this something that you, uh, I, now we already know that you are a, what's the word? I can't think of it. <laughs> Prepper. Uh, yeah. Doomsday prepper. Yeah, I'm, doomsday. I'm, 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 if I am, I'm the laziest prepper in the world. I have ten cans of food and two boxes of water. You got ten cans of food, but seven cameras. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hang on, my phone. Nope, I, I thought my phone was no, right here. I thought it might have been uh, Doctor. So you went into like the 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 rabbit hole of of YouTube videos. Can I recommend one that sure. I think you should be great? There's a really Absolutely. really helpful one um, called Biodome. <laughs> that you should definitely wow. check out. Oh yes. boy! A lot of people think it's not like helpful. It's right. very helpful. All right. So just just don't uh, go into a Earthship with a Polly Shore and uh, <laughs> Steve Brendan Fraser. That one Baldwin brother. Stephen Baldwin. Oh, is, is that Steven. Brendan Fraser? No. No. That. No, what do they do together? You're mixing up. Oh, uh, that's Caveman. Man. Encino Man. Yeah. 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 Is it is it Stephen Baldwin? It is. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a documentary too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. realistic. Well, it seems like something that I should should I play the music again? Uh, nope. Not a real doc. <laughs> the bi- the biodome music. <laughs> yeah. You got that queued up? What, what if we did? How great would oh that have been? Uh, here we go. Biodome again. Click. We can play a little um, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon with that though, because that movie also had a cameo uh, 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 featuring it featured Tenacious D. I was literally just thinking that. And yeah. you were in uh, a movie yeah. with Jack Black, right? Yeah, I was been in three movies. With oh, Jack. Wow. all right. Well, all right, hang on. I know King Kong. Yep. Mm. What else were you in with Jack Black? I think I'm thinking of the first movie. That mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a place. It's mm-hmm. named after a, a, an area. It's not just a place. Wait, it's wait, a state, wait, of state of mind. <laughs> it is. Hence, That's the actual tagline. Sissy Spacek's daughter's in that one, right? Was mm-hmm. that your first movie? She's such a not singer. the first movie. No, she is a great singer. She's amazing. She's an yeah. amazing voice. Sissy Spacek's daughter. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Sissy was in the coal miner's daughter. I I, I could believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Daughter and daughter. Did she sing her own songs in that? I don't believe so, no. Okay. 
Oh. Or not hard run songs, but those. Hang on, this is a, it's a it's one word. Nope. No. It's two words. Yeah. New York. No. <laughs> Why can't I remember this? Was it a com- obviously a comedy? Mm-hmm. New York State yep. of Mind. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, don't bring him up on this show. <laughs> don't you bring up that. Billy Joel on this show. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna pull this. Give it to me. I think it was Orange County. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh wow. And uh, then the third one was. Hang on. Give me a clue. You won't uh, really. Kind rewind. No, 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 no. I did a small bit in the Tenacious D. Oh, sure. oh Pick of Destiny. The, uh, yeah. Pick of Destiny. Sure, yeah. sure. All right. Uh, are you friends with Jack? Yeah. You are? Yeah. Jack and I used to live in the same apartment complex. Really? He moved out maybe a month before we moved in. Ooh. So uh, you didn't actually live in the same apartment <laughs> <laughs> Never even met him. Yes. <laughs> Is that true? You've never met him? I've never met him. No, we've, wow. we've been in the same room, I'll say it, hundreds of times, yeah. but there's never been the, yeah. the proper intro. The proper intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we were over there on Hayworth Avenue, right behind Cantor's. Oh, yes. That's where, uh, and then before uh, Jack was uh, Larry Miller. Comedian Larry Miller lived there. Mm-hmm. And there's one more. I thought it was Kathy Labman, but maybe it was Carol Leifer. Like, there was another famous uh, female comedian lived there as well. Oh, wow. And then I think it came to a abrupt halt the second I uh, moved in. What was the name of that apartment building? Chuckles? <laughs> yeah, it was Chuckles. It was uh, in the Ha Ha Hut? Yeah. <laughs> or uh, maybe the Ha Ha Hole? Maybe That's an word. actual place, though. What's the Ha Ha Hole? Isn't that a real place? I don't, I've never heard of it. Oh, okay. It sounds, I think that, it sounds, that sounds familiar, but if you don't know it, then... You've, you've played every place in this country. That is not no. an accurate statement in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> you've done, you've done you've a lot of gigs in a lot of places. I've done, I don't know if I would ever take a gig at the Ha Ha Hole, though. I can't even, first, a, I can't say. say it. Yeah. B. It also sounds Hawaiian. Ha Ha Hole? Ha The word hole by design not sounds good. offensive mm-hmm. in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't sound right? good. Uh, all right. So you did that. You went down Earthland. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what else did you do? You made a great uh, new uh, video for our live shows, which yeah. we thank you for. I'll thank yeah. you uh, publicly now for it. Thank nice. you. Um, and other than that, uh, I, I participated in that um, Mad Magazine uh, Fortnite uh, oh, yeah, on yeah. Friday. Are you playing the Fortnite, Colin? I don't play video games, but I understand no. this Fortnite is the it's taking over the world. No, don't play the, the video games. Right? Don't got time. You don't need to escape. Like don't got the time. <laughs> You've got the two children. Yep. Yeah. Right? The, the same way. Uh, uh, Charlotte is. I think. All right. Hang on. First one, uh, Olivia's seven and a half. Mm-hmm. So that means Charlotte is five. About to turn it. When's her birthday? Like next week. June the uh, 22nd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. You don't want to tell you when you're... Sure. No, 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 no. Uh, the know. 18th. June 18th. Yeah. Oh, that's next Tuesday. Yeah. See nope. It. That's Monday. Mm. My apologies. Wow. June the 17th, I'll up my mother and We're getting a package birthday. here. Hold on. Hello, sir. How's it going? How are you? Colin Hanks. Hey. <laughs> Hey, man. What's going on? Uh, not much. How's your day going? Good, thank you. Yeah, beginning or end of your day? Uh, beginning. Beginning, yeah. okay. First package? Uh, no. Second? Like uh, the 20th. 20th package. You 20th. are an efficient. He is nothing if he is not efficient. Yeah. He is an efficient man. What am I signing? <laughs> <laughs> He's so taken by Not so efficient when I'm asking him questions. Yeah, yeah. He did not think He's, he was going to be asked. being very polite. What's like, your name, sir? Jose. Jose, everybody give it up for Thanks, Jose. Jose. Thanks, Jose. Thanks, sir. Have a great day, Jose. Bye, Jose. Uh, this, is this for us? No. Oh, damn it. Damn it. Nope, for wrong address. Approval? Wrong address. Oh, boy, it's, a, it's a proof, yeah. Boy, do I like getting mail. Yeah, it's fun. I still do. I still, even at home, I still love when you open up the mailbox and there's something in there that's not that newspaper folded in half that mm-hmm. the coupons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? You deal with that? You have an assistant you, deal with your mail? No, I, I got, no because I got I to gotta clear out that mailbox. It just comes whether you want it or not. That's true. Yeah. yeah. 
It's always there. They say you can stop that newspaper thing from coming, but I don't no. know how. What? Well, when you, you say that newspaper thing, do you mean like a subscription to a local <laughs> paper? Because yes, you can oh, stop that. No, I spoke nope. But in terms of like that junk mail, you can't stop. You're telling me this thing that says LA Times that shows up every you, goddamn day. That you pay for. I can stop that? You can choose not to pay for oh, it. I see. Just, Problem is... Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you choose not to pay for it, they will stop sending it to you. But you want to know what they will send you? What? They will send you a bunch of stuff trying to get you to sign back up for I that see. paper. Mm-hmm. See? Okay. And so thus, the horrible cycle continues. I then see. you just have to move. That's the only solution. Yeah. You know what? If I'm following Jack Black's footsteps, I'm due to move soon anyway. <laughs> okay. Wait, you, you have answer on this as a manager of a, an apartment complex. Yeah. So technically, you can fill out a thing that says, I don't want to receive the junk mail anymore. However, I believe they figured out a way or they got some legislation or whatever that it resets like within two weeks or a month. Oh, what? So you have to do it again. So effectively, you can't do it. So it's never going to happen. And plus, if my mail person is walking up and down the street, he's not going to remember, oh, that's the house that doesn't get this newspaper. Yeah, I've asked, mm-hmm. I've asked numerous times, like, can we just blanket not have these for the whole building? And she's like, no, we can't do that. And, and, and she said, I have never seen anybody successfully cancel wow. mail. So. Because, boy, do I not want... That's just a waste of paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really why is. is. illegal by now? That should not be legal. Everything's legal now with this asshole that runs our country. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you kidding me? Everything's going bad. You blame Trump for the flyers? I blame Trump for every goddamn thing. <laughs> okay. I seem to remember them happening before. Where do you guys <laughs> fall on this... Uh... I'm against him. I, I am definitely <laughs> against him. <laughs> I am. I'm with De Niro. I was going to ask about when you see a, a Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, just like come out and say "fuck Trump." Now, yeah. where, he, where he may have had, been able to use that uh, podium, mm-hmm. uh, that's time to, to talk about freedom of speech, to talk about mm-hmm. uh, to maybe be a little more elegant with it. Mm-hmm. Are you comfortable with just "fuck Trump" giving? the uh, I'll say it opposition some ammunition mm-hmm. on all you liberals are just full of hate. As a right, I, I think that's fair. I mean, you can definitely argue that it's not the most eloquent way to express that. Absolutely, but you can also argue that you know we've tried to eloquently express it, yes, and it doesn't work. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily uh, helpful, but it is cathartic. So therefore, yes. that's good yeah. to a degree. You know, but, uh, you know, yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I I'm totally agree with the sediment, the sediment, the sentiment. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, there is part of me that in, in the back of my mind just goes, OK, all right, fine. I mean, I listen, I cheered it. And then mm-hmm. it was like, oh, but now yeah. I'm going to have to see 3000 people telling me why we're assholes. But even if he said it nicely, it still would have been fodder. All, right. If you say anything against Trump, it's going to be fodder. Well, yeah, I, like, again, going back to Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep was yeah. as polite as you could possibly be, be about it. Be nicer to people. Don't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> yeah. and, and then there's the thing of, all right, fine. So you're mad at De Niro for using the F word. Let's just roll off all of the swear words. I, know. I, I think The Daily Show or somebody just like literally did that. Like all the times at public speeches where he used swear words in oh, front yeah. of the public oh yeah so and it's like it's also dozens. robert de niro what that that's yeah. that's what robert de niro should be doing yeah. he's him samuel jackson and uh, yeah but it's also that goes directly into trump's ego having someone who's a legend oh he loves it yeah he absolutely yeah, he likes the attention. shouldn't he, he have it. said fuck <laughs> <laughs> cool tie-in yeah friend 
I'm waving to my camera. There you go. Because <laughs> I'm assuming everybody at home is standing up for that terrific piece of business I just did. There you go. No right. one in the room did, but yeah, I get your yeah, point. Yeah, you guys didn't give me anywhere. By the way, you gave me exactly what it deserved. <laughs> I assume everybody at home, they got it a little bit more. I give a little, I give a little uh, Dick Clark salute to it. Um, did you watch the Tonys last night? Uh, anybody not, in this I was, room? I was at the Color Purple. You I was were. supporting live theater Ooh. instead of and? celebrating it. I loved it. It was great. You love the color purple. Yeah. Mm. And that's interesting. Now, Kyle, you don't know this. He's a racist. <laughs> so it's it turned me around. Surprising. I'm starting to think that I should not be so hateful. Yeah. <laughs> really taught me something. You loved Come it, on. huh? I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah. It's great, uh, great songs. I mean, it's a heart-wrenching Had you story. seen the movie? No, I hadn't. I didn't know. I went in completely cold. Wow. And uh, came out a fan. That's came great. Now warm. I'm, I'm very warm. Do you go to the theater often? I know you have the two children, but maybe you have to watch them. I try, yeah. No, I try to. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I just went to the, the theater here in Los Angeles uh, for the first time in, in, in years. What long did you time. see? Uh, Hamilton. Well, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, saw Hamilton a couple of times. And then the old man is actually doing some theater right now. He's doing uh, some Shakespeare, He's right? doing some Shakespeare, yeah. Mm. So we were at that uh, that the other night, yeah. Nice. And now listen, I, I, I admit, I'm going to use my friend Anthony Rapps. I, I may be allergic to Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. I don't... Uh, I don't know if I could ever sit down and enjoy it, mm-hmm. uh, but if if you're like, uh, do you would you enjoy it if it was not your father? Would you? Do oh you, yeah, you I do. Would. You like Shakespeare? Yeah, uh, yes. I mean, it, there's always a homework component. It, it always <laughs> yeah. feels like homework to right. a degree. There's always those first few scenes where you're like, oh god, all right, yes, uh, right. This is how. This is where we're. Uh huh. Oh, wait, what is he saying? There's always an adjustment period, but then eventually it just sort of clicks in, and you're able to sort of follow. And and look, if it's done well eventually you forget what it is that, that you're doing. That's a good point. If it's not done well... Which is what you saw. <laughs> <laughs> what play is it? I, I'm neither confirming nor denying. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Henry IV. Wow. Yeah. I thought we were going to go see a different Henry. <laughs> and it wasn't until I sat down and I'm like, oh, it's the fourth. Oh, well, I haven't seen this one. All right, great. So it was new to you. Yeah. Uh, is that in the round as well? Is it? Uh... No, but it's outdoors. Oh, that's it, what it yeah, is. it's outdoors, and it, it's actually cool. They created this stage that's sort of like, um, yeah, buttressed. Sure, why not? I don't get to say that word Great. very often. I'll say <laughs> yeah, it right now. Do it. It, the stage is sort of buttressed up against this hill, so the hill is outside and it has a bunch of like brushes, like you know, bushes and brush and trees and stuff like that. So that's incorporated into the set. So, you know, a lot of times in like your traditional uh, Shakespeare uh, sort of stages, they'll have exits on like all four corners of the square stage. So it had that, but then it also had this hill that they were able to to utilize as well. It's pretty cool. You enjoyed it? Yeah. You and the wife went? Yeah. We did. Uh, are you comfortable saying your wife's name? What is it? Uh, Samantha. Samantha. Jesus yeah. Christ, that whole family has names I love. Yeah. I yeah. love girls named Sam. Yeah. I love it. Do you yeah. call her Sam? Yeah. She prefers Sam. Yeah. Oh, do I love it? Uh, but yeah, we went. I mean, it was the problem was it was a long, it was a, it was a long play. Started at eight, and we got home at midnight. Wow. It was a long play. Take a so. while to do that changeover. <laughs> they, they had the, the Kesha Mecklemer problem. They had to set that spaceship up. When you were segment. talking about that, you want to know this is one hundred percent true. I went to when Guns and Roses like uh, kicked off their big reunion tour. Mm-hmm. They had a they had a special show at the Troubadour, mm. in which they were basically it was their first performance together in like decades. But it was the, they were practicing the the show that would then be in the stadiums yeah. you know the the arenas and the stadiums so it was it was essentially they are going through the exact motions that they would do 
for a, a huge, huge, right. huge, uh, for an audience of 85,000. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which meant that Axel still did all of the costume changes. Oh, no. And they, they literally, oh, but, no. the, the, but they don't. It's the troubadour. The troubadour's got those stages that go up to the dressing room. and can't go up the stages to go do that. So they literally like cordoned off a little partition where he went and, and changed flannel shirts, <laughs> right. hats, boots, things like that. And, and uh, gave an awesome, awesome, awesome show. You loved it. It was great, and he broke his foot three songs into the uh, three songs. Oh, that into was it. the famous. That was the one where he broke his foot, and yeah. then he was going around in Dave Grohl's chair for the next Afterwards, few months. Yeah. yeah, but you wouldn't you wouldn't never known that he had broken his foot wow. during the show. I noticed that he fell down, but I yeah. didn't notice that he broke his foot. Huh. Um, yeah, I remember seeing that when he was also performing with ACDC. Around that time, right? You, that was a little bit afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just remember him being in that chair with his cast on yeah. his foot singing, you know, Liberal Hell's Bells. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, um, but those uh, costume changes were like during a solo or something like that. I was going to say, yeah, that's they, they would fill. Yeah, they, you fill time. Are you saying that there was a costume change and there was nothing well, going on on stage? They gave us videos, these, these men in suits with pig heads uh, around a campfire. To, where these videos were supposed to entertain us. But after you look at that for a minute, yeah. Let's go. I, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to look at it for five seconds. It was it made made no sense. I and found it mesmerizing. <laughs> and if you don't understand the social import yeah. of those videos, I guess I'm you're just, not understanding what Kesha is doing. Mm, I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a simpleton. Are you? You're not. Are you a Kesha fan? Do you like her at all? I like Kesha. Yeah, she's fine. Her new I met her. Yeah, I know a bunch of people that have worked with her. So yeah, she's cool. Okay. Well, I guess. Oh, okay. Well, you're better than us, Colin. <laughs> yeah, we had shit seats at the forum. Okay. Oh, so if you had had better seats, we would be singing a different song, boys. She, she was great. Like we should have said that. I, oh yeah, I, we I don't never think got we to actually that. said that. Changing she's, the tune. She's amazing. No, no, no she was great. She uh, was great. And and as I tweeted out, uh, her two backup singers slash uh, dancers are my two favorite people on the they're planet. The oh, they're yeah. They are. They they. They're uh, hilarious. They uh, expend more energy in a hour and 15 minute set than you do let's say it in a year <laughs> true all right yeah uh definitely more than you did this weekend if you watch <laughs> that like many i had movies. to walk to the car to the theater back home he didn't even walk Keep to the typing. bathroom guys he just he's that good is that good yeah yeah you catheter her up huh professional Oh no! I just leave it in the bathroom and then just walk back to the theater. Do you? Do you no. calf? <laughs> <laughs> you do it, John Oliver. Amazing! Oh good. my God! Do you calf? I can't believe when how I much calf. he's gotten so much. It's amazing. It's still going. Like he's still uh, got that guy. I have not uh, seen last night yet. By the way, I haven't I've either. Seen, uh, I started watching his main piece. And I looked at it and I needed to leave the house like t- within 10 minutes. And I looked and there was 20 minutes. And I'm like, I'm not. Mm. Yeah, I got to watch at least 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's good, man. Oh, he's good. just like one of the best. He, Truly. Yes. Are you watching Patrick Melrose? I'm is trying. that the Benedict? Yes. Pat- no, I am not. I'm trying to convert everybody. Is it good? It is. I'm going to put it in my top 10 of all time. Whoa. That's how great it is. Wow, wow, wow. And he is phenomenal. Twi- he's good in everything. Phenomenal. Yeah. He's good in everything. Yeah. I don't disagree with okay. that. Okay. Showtime. That's on Showtime? It's over the Showtime, yeah. Okay, I'll check yeah, that out. Yeah, one of your on premium channels. Yes. Where the Dexter was. Yeah, mm-hmm. you were on there right. with uh, my wife loved that show. I, uh, I never got on board. I didn't even know you were on it until... Uh, I, uh, Until you found out that was the reason why I couldn't be on your yeah. uh, podcast. Well, no, you just found that out now. So uh, I did. I just found out now. Uh, were you on for several seasons? No, just one season. One season. Just one season. I was one of the uh, season-long bad guys. 
my wife, I'm sure my wife is well aware of that. She uh, was a huge fan of that show. There's always a weird thing that happens with that show because it, it you know, I mean, it's about serial killer. Because <laughs> right. sometimes there's he's the good serial killer right. question mark, and then there's the bad serial killer that he goes after. Every now and again, I'll get into like an elevator with oh, no. you know like someone you would just never think would be, watch a show about serial killers, and I'll just like I remember I got in a, an elevator once, and there was this really sweet, kind, um, just like just someone's awesome grandma, like the kind of woman you just go like <laughs> I. I want to congratulate your grandkids because you clearly are like the epitome of what a grandma should should be. And she just turns to me and she goes, I can't believe I'm in the elevator with the doomsday killer. <laughs> and, I just, and I was just like, oh, wow. All right. Okay. Cool. Well, hey. Did you take a selfie with her? Did you pull out her flip phone? And no, in the elevators, it's, it's you you know, people are already on the clock, you know, so they, you know, not really, can't really do the elevator pitch in, in the elevator. Yeah, so right. that's, I always like it in the elevator because then it's, you, that is not going to be the thing. Mm-hmm. So they just, they're, they're much more interested in just actually making the connection as yeah. opposed to, hey, can I not make a connection with you and just ask you to take this photo so I can prove to people that I had a connection with yeah. you even that's though it, I didn't? Right? Yeah. We talk about that as well, all the time on the show, the selfie and then taking the video at concerts. It's mm-hmm. like, so you're just doing it to prove that you did this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's no connection whatsoever. No. That's it. We got to take a photo. Done. Uh, <laughs> for the website. For, 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 for the, the website. Uh, I mentioned my white watch is extra. Um, you did do, and, and uh, Matt, how are you? We can, uh, you saw Color Purple and, uh, and Ellie, we're done with you. We cover yeah. everything. Uh, color purple you enjoyed but well, you guys had a very busy weekend with the Kesha show and the color purple yeah yeah I know it's crazy two yeah. two babysitter nights uh, not back to back but but that's a lot Friday of, Sunday that's a lot of dough it is especially because that Kesha show went so late that was what a, time did you end up getting home that night 12.45 maybe mm, yeah. yeah yeah and we got there at 6.45 right ooh yeah because we didn't know what was going to happen who was going to go first well we had to enjoy West Perry as well <laughs> of course and you got to drive down to the forum the forum I live in Burbank that's a brutal during drive. Uh, yeah. during the traffic what time you leave we left at 5.20 5.20 yeah wow got there at okay. 6.45 yeah that's actually pretty good it's not bad no but, that's not bad uh, but didn't love driving at no, five o'clock in the no, afternoon. No, no, never. It's horrible. I on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. Oof, right. Exactly. That's rough. I left at uh, uh, what time did you get there? Six forty-five. You said something like that. I got there at uh, six thirty. I left at six twenty. Right. So yeah, went, you live. I live. I live near the forum. Was there? You live near the forum. Yeah. Was there an opening act before Kesha and Macklemore? Yes. Uh, and that you a, a, you you saw we. We did see him. Yeah, <laughs> we saw him and we heard him, and there was some, somebody there—a yeah. gentleman named West Period. We're going to hear from people who are like, "I love West Period." Uh, mm-hmm. I, I made it very clear: fifty-one-year-old yeah, dude you're doesn't not, you're understand. Not, you're not it. supposed to like it. Mm-hmm. No, My greatest fine. wish, though, is that Oliver gets into stuff like that. Because oh, I think that is would that be, your greatest wish? That my son <laughs> likes everything that I don't. I think it would be a great experience for you to 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 actually have to open your but mind. That to said, it. he's watching The Simpsons like crazy, and mm-hmm. I'm still not jumping in. For a split second, mm-hmm. I thought you were saying that you can't wait for John Oliver to do a thing. Period. <laughs> <laughs> that's that how he would discover. Yes. But yeah, you know, your son, you know what? Your if son. John Oliver does a piece on it, I'll yeah. I'll investigate West. Period. <laughs> that would be an odd episode. <laughs> You're going to spend 20 minutes deep diving on this guy. Um, you know what? If anybody can, it's the great our friend Josh Gondelman who writes over there. Yep. Well, you know what? Josh, do it. 
Yeah, I, I'm still amazed that you refuse to give The Simpsons a proper shake. I don't refuse to give it a shake. I don't have time. Hmm. And I hear him laughing and I hear him enjoying it. And you could it, enjoy it with him. Pass, did you pass. Did you watch The Simpsons growing up? Uh, a little bit in, in passing. Mm -hmm. Love it. Um, I, I appreciate it for everything that it is. Yeah. But I was... I, I didn't wasn't in your no but I've also I mean I remember when the first episode came out yeah so at some point it just it became to, a yeah. thing that was always right. on and so I will just tune into it or you know it like literally like decide to pay attention to it when it's on yeah one thing I loved about the Simpsons when I would like be overseas um is that if you're in a foreign country and the Simpsons are on, you are guaranteed at least three great laughs just based on the animation alone. Like you don't have to understand right, right. the what. You oh, because it's dubbed. Yeah, because yeah. you know Homer's speaking German or whatever like that. <laughs> there will still be yeah. at least three really great laughs. That's and, cool. You know, in the Simpsons. Were you overseas to, uh, making a movie? Or were you over there uh, as a I've done that. student? I've done that. Uh, I've shot stuff overseas, uh, but particularly when I was in, uh, I was in college and I was doing a semester uh, in Germany, oh, boy. and I remember what you know watching that. Mm -hmm. Is that where you got the haircut? <laughs> there you go yeah, that's that there was you what you were looking See, for audience at home gets it today they, they understand what's yeah. happening there you go Let's what talk. they don't understand is i set him up yeah that's oh. called a setup no you don't take this camera off him take it off him <laughs> what are you doing i the one time in 12 years i've asked you to do something with the camera all right <laughs> I'm sure it was on him. Why, yeah, but he, I looked over and he slumped over. I don't know what. No, no I was. I something came in on my phone that I had to deal with. Was that no. something over the familiar? Nothing. He was watching important. Biodome. <laughs> cut him some slack. Yeah, you're right. He did what I, he was told. I, that I, was research. The, I got to do. Uh, the guy's a documentarian. He yeah. certainly would know. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, Kyle, let's talk about uh, which I absolutely adored. Uh, now, what you don't know about me is that I spent, let's call it, uh, seventeen to. 23 working either in record stores or for MCA Records. I worked for the uh, Oh, you worked. Label. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Um, I never worked for Tower. Got you. But I but worked, uh, you for worked for Warehouse with Records. You worked with them, no doubt. Um, and your documentary, uh, which was maybe captured, for the most part, I would say, captured maybe a little bit before my time in the mm -hmm. record business mm -hmm. uh, and when Tower was a force. Mm -hmm. uh but you captured it, man. Oh, and it you. was, it's wonderful. Thanks, yeah. And if you people have not watched it, even, you don't even have to give a shit about music. Right. It captures a time and a place mm -hmm. uh, very, very well. Oh, thank you very much. Well, I, I lucked out because the, the, the people that we talked to are such great characters and storytellers that even if you don't care about music or don't know or care about Tower, like you can hopefully watch that and just go like, oh, I like that guy. Yeah. Or I like her. Mm -hmm. and uh, And sort of go along go along for the ride yeah thank you so, so you uh, but what made you and i'm sure uh, look you, you probably did press on this two years ago or three years ago now when mm -hmm. it came out uh and so you're maybe you're tired of talking about it but you and i have not no. had a chance to talk no. about it and i'm interested uh you're you're much younger than me mm -hmm. and but that to me tower was like oh my god it's tower records it yeah. was like this you know you saw the billboards as you're driving down sunset and then yeah. you're finally there you went past ben franks at the time mm -hmm. and then you'd go to you'd go to tower you'd, you'd spend hours there then you'd go to ben franks and have a sandwich and look at all your items what made you 
say there's a story here or what what was your connection to it so i originally grew up in sacramento california uh which is where tower started right and i had when my godmother worked for tower um at various stages in her life uh so there was a little bit of a connection there but really the connection truly was that's where i spent a lot of my money i spent a lot of time just killing, you know, killing time, uh, you know, walking up and down the aisle. So I had an affinity for for music, still do. Um, and so Tower was sort of this, you know, is a little bit of a cultural beacon in, in Sacramento, for sure. There's a little hometown pride in it as well. But it was also just where I, you know, I remember buying a lot of the seminal important albums of my life. What, 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 what era are we talking about here? We're, well, I mean, if I'm being honest, you know, I had been buying tapes and, and things, uh, you know, in probably starting around the mid 80s. Uh, I sort of started a little young in terms of, of music. Um, uh, but really, when I would really choose to go to Tower on my own, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't like my mom saying, oh, I got to go stop by and then, you know, you can get something to do if mm-hmm. you want. Uh, that was like the mid 90s is when I started going on, you know, on my own. OK. Er, well, actually, no, early 90s, like 91. Um, when you've got the Nirvanas and, and yeah. Pearl Jams and, mm-hmm. and you know those things sort of coming up. So I would go and spend time there. And it was really just sort of like a personal thing that I really loved. And as I got older and uh, grew up and started getting you know acting jobs that would take me different places, it, would, it was always nice to see a Tower Records. Mm-hmm. You know, it was nice to see the Tower Records in Los Angeles. I will be honest, I never set foot in the Sunset Store. What? I well, know. It's what a, are you talking about? Very strange. But when I came down, uh, I was going to school um, at Loyola Marymount. So there was one in Marina del Rey or there was one mm-hmm. in Santa Monica. So those were the ones that I went to. I know. I, it's, it's, a, it's actually a regret. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'd go to the one, you know, the ones in New York. I went to the one uh, in uh, London at Piccadilly. So, you know, it was this place that was always kind of with me. And when the stores were closing, I was living in New York at the time. I wasn't really working that often. And I was in need of like a creative kind of outlet. All of the other people that I knew that uh, write were already partnered up. And I uh, have not enrolled in any classes, <laughs> and I nor do I have the, the the patience to be able to do it by myself. So I said I need to find something. And uh, an old friend of mine was uh, an old an old family friend was uh, in Sac- uh, from Sacramento was in New York visiting, and it was right when the stores were closing. And we took her out to dinner. It's a friend of mine's mom, and uh, she walked by the tower and she 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 said when she sat down, it's like, oh, it's so sad. I just walked by the tower. It's closing and all that stuff. I go, yeah, you know, it's a bummer. And she just said very quickly in passing, she goes, I just can't believe it all started in that little drugstore. And I just went, what? What was that? And she sort of filled me in on on Russ Solomon and how it sort of started. And I said, point blank, I said, that's a documentary. And, you know, that that was really sort of it. That's how it started. Wonderful. And it's uh, and you, you've seen it, right? I have. I loved it. Yeah. Garen, great. did you ever see it? I have not seen oh, it. Oh, you got to watch it. Uh, You've got time. <laughs> I need to watch it. I mean, you really do. I mean, you're, I never you're, went there until I moved out here. Like, I went to the one in Sherman Oaks. That's the one that I went to. Yeah. Well, that one was still decent. Yeah. The only downside of Tower was that they were, you know, a couple bucks more than mm-hmm. the other record stores. Yeah, and I mean, that was the funny thing about making it because, uh, you know, I really, the, the film really does sort of focus on the, the beginning. It 
it follows the full history of the company, but it really sort of focuses on the beginning and how it started and then sort of the, the very early expansion and, and, you know, that sort of what it was like working in those stores. I don't I wasn't around for that period. I right. was much, much later once they had truly expanded yeah. and had a, a worldwide footprint. So when I went, it was buying, you know, CDs. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and at the time, uh, singles, which were on cassette, cassette singles, cassette singles mm-hmm. that was what i remembered and i remembered you know paying a little bit more you know you, first they were like 14 and then they were 15 16 <laughs> 17 then they ended up being like 20 bucks they and, were and they don't have the singles anymore so i i was around and aware once things had sort of really peaked and then started to go downhill um so yeah but i what i loved is that even the era that I grew up in, in Tower, those tent poles of what made Tower so special at the beginning were still very much evident and were still very much keeping the roof up and the lights on, yeah. you know? And, it, and everyone that has approached me that worked uh, either at Tower or worked with Tower, like yourself, who worked at you know a label or worked at one of the competitors and really wished that they worked at Tower. Mm-hmm. You know, they all sort of say the same thing: is is that that spirit that they had very early on that the company was sort of founded on that lasted, you know, at the store level pretty much the entire time, yeah. you know, which is not to say that everyone thought it was the best job in the world. Well, a lot but, of people didn't. <laughs> but it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't, hey, I'm going to put applications in and uh, whoever uh, hires me, hires me. The, you, oh, you yeah. Were, these were people that, myself included, when I worked at Warehouse or JRs or Oranges before that, you wanted to work at a record store. Yeah, yeah And yeah. the tower employee wanted to work there. Yeah. They wanted to, hey, where's the Wire Train album? They would yeah, go, yeah. oh, Wire Train. And then you talk to that person. Yeah. It wouldn't just be, oh, it's over there alphabetically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a vibe about yep. that, and even if I st- I stopped buying there because of the prices, mm-hmm. um, I would Which still is fair. spend hours in yeah, it. Yeah, totally and fair. Yeah, the thing that I really truly that it still sort of blows my mind is that all of these things that I th- I sort of took for granted. I always assumed Tower was just a huge big corporation. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know about Russ Solomon. I didn't know about like those little details that are really sort of revolutionary. You know, when he opens those stores, there's no dress code. That's a huge thing in the early 60s to have a retailer say you don't have to wear a suit and tie mm. and have a and, and have like a crew cut. You like you don't have to do that. Kids lost their mind at the ability to do that. They were so thankful that they could go to a place and they didn't have to cut their hippie hair. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like that kind of stuff is so important. And it really, I mean, Russ, you know, he really changed the way I looked at, you know, the way I look at things, the way I look at jobs, the way I, I look at big companies, the way I look at, you know, the way that people, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of cultures that they sign into when they're working, you know, f- f- for a place, you know, really sort of just a really mind expanding uh, it was a really mind-expanding trip, guys. Oh, I yeah, brother. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's in the red and orange cups, bro. <laughs> I get it. Come on. Who's in? Nope. We're not in? We're not doing it? I thought we were doing it. Give a little snap for that. Uh, all right. We have to take another break. Yep. You're okay on time for a couple yeah. minutes? Yeah, sure. uh, All right. Colin Hanks is here. We're going to take another break. We'll be back uh, more. Uh... Hey, guys. Matt here with some dates for you. Colin Hanks is on Twitter, at Colin Hanks, just where you would expect him to be. And uh, check out his website or his company's website. It's called uh, thecompanywebpage.com. 
that's where you can learn more about his documentary films that he's made. Uh, All Things Must Pass. That's the Tower Records documentary, which I highly recommend. It's very good. And one I didn't know existed until today. I'm very excited to watch it. Eagles of Death Metal, No Samis. Uh, uh, no Sami. Uh, Colin will talk about it later in this episode, I believe, uh, or if he hasn't already. But uh, p- please check out the website, thecompanywebpage.com, for more info on everything Colin Hanks related. Meanwhile, Jimmy Pardo is doing stand-up comedy in Sunnyvale, California this weekend. Rooster Teeth Feathers, June 14th, 15th, and 16th. Check them out. And if you're in Central California, I guess. And then uh, Buffalo, Helium in Buffalo. He's going to be there at the end of the month, the 28th, 29th, and 30th of June. Portland, he's doing one night only at Helium in Portland on August 16th. Those are his dates. You can get links to tickets at jimmypardo.com. Click his tour link. For any upcoming Never Not Funny live dates, of which there are none currently, but we are, have some things in the works, go to nevernotfunny.com, click our tour link there. And finally, uh, Elliot has finally turned his t- uh, Twitter game three-word trivia into its own account. So if you like playing that game with Elliot, follow at three-word trivia. That's at the number three and then word trivia. Uh, and there will be games every day, I am told. So check that out. It's a very fun little way to pass the time. And eventually, what? Why am I plugging this? Oh, my God. Don't worry about it. Just go follow him, and then you'll get a treat in your timeline at some point. Enjoy. Hey, sometimes you find yourself at the, the wall that's missing a couple of bucks. Now, who, did somebody steal it or what's going on over there? It doesn't matter how you're missing the bucks. Money might be a little tight. That's where earn-in comes in, Matt. Yeah, earn-in. Earnings there if you got a last-minute gift for a loved one, an unexpected trip to the vet. I've seen a lot of that on uh, uh, social media, by the way. People saying, oh, I had to spend the night at the, at the pet vet. Yeah. People like using the phrase pet vet. Even though vet covers pet. I mean, what other – are you at the – wild animal vet yeah, he could be visiting a, a soldier <laughs> oh okay uh i, I think people I, I think they like the sound of pet vet it does sound fun it is fun to say i get it uh but nobody's pointing out that they're at the pet vet for fun so uh, that's a good point yeah why are they yeah. why are they being uh capricious or uh silly with their very you know, serious issue you know capricious say <laughs> uh now listen this is here's the important thing Earn-in is there because the point is you're not at the pet vet at three in the morning going, oh, good. I get to spend X amount of money right. uh, that I don't have. That's where earn jumps in. Yes. Uh, earn is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 a day, up to $750 per pay period. Yeah. So it gives you a little goose if you need it. Yeah. It's, but you're, you're making the money by going to your job and working every day. They're just saying, hey, we can get you that money a little bit sooner than the, than the paycheck arrives. That's exactly right. Now, over three and a half million people are already uh, saying things like, when I I think about earning i think about financial stability security it gives me a lot of peace of mind that's what they're saying they say it like that yeah they, i would think there'd be a little more uh, excitement no, these, these are people that uh, you, you know when they're giving a testimonial they're caught off guard and they're, then they're not comfortable in front of a microphone exactly these right. are not professional these broadcasters like we are yeah, they, they they sound stilted but that's real that's genuine thank you man again it gives them peace of mind <laughs> uh hey download earning today that is spelled e-a-r-n-i-n that's in the google play or apple app store when you download the earning app type in never not funny under podcast please when you sign up it'll help the show let them know who sent you there who directed you there once again put in never not funny under podcast subject your available earnings location daily max and pay period max c earning.com slash tos for details earning is a financial technology company not a bank bank products are issued by evolve bank and trust member fdic earning it's your money get it now hey whether you have a small business or a big business we know that uh finding the right crew to surround yourself with is not easy to do well here's a way to make that a little bit easier for you thank you to our friends zip recruiter 
Zip, zip. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo is the way to try ZipRecruiter right now for free. Just head over there. You know what? Even if you're not hiring, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Check it out. It doesn't cost you anything. Just take a look at that. Just yeah. If you always had an idea of like, I, you know, I could I could start a small business, mm-hmm. maybe hire a couple of people. We could, you know get this thing off the ground. Get let's, let's make some widgets. Just go on there and see how easy it would be to hire the people you would need. What do you need? Like a an accountant? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. You need a personal assistant? I do. You need a I, well, I don't know, like a graphic designer maybe. I do. Okay. Well, wait. Are you are you starting a business? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What is it? I should tell you that. I, by the way, I have all three of those things. Yes. I said I do to three things I actually do not need at the moment. <laughs> uh, but I am starting a business. I am selling bike chains. Oh. Strictly bike chains. Just the chain. Bikechains.com. Huh. It's my business. Are you manufacturing them yourself? I've got a team. Oh. Got a team of folks. Where'd you uh, find those people? ZipRecruiter.com. Uh, yeah. You went on. You said, look, I'm looking for me- yeah. metal. Metal. What are the, what's that called? A metal worker? Um, Someone who ZipRecruiter knows how to find the people they that forge, for. they forge the the pieces that you then mm-hmm. put together into a chain. I got a, a nice group of kids out in the garage making these things. Okay, good uh, luck. Good, good luck to you. And uh, by the way, if there is such a thing as bikechain.com, uh, I don't own that. <laughs> so don't don't write the owner of that. That's your competitor. Thinking that it's me. What did I say? No, no, I don't know. I'm just saying in real life that's your competitor. Uh, yes. So do not go there. Don't, don't support him. Don't not go there. And do not send that person emails uh, <laughs> thinking that you're writing me and having fun. Uh, I don't even know if it's a real thing. Uh, it, probably is but it probably is and you know what i think i gotta get into the bike chain game yeah you do uh, the way to do that is for, through ZipRecruiter. if you're hiring ZipRecruiter is the way to do it once again go to ZipRecruiter.com slash pardo right now to try ZipRecruiter for free ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire got a new sponsor Matt Belknap. who's that peter millar no oh, yeah comfort fit quality and style are setting the standard in menswear now listen i am lucky enough to own some peter millar i've seen you wear it That's and beautiful first of all I, I wear the polo shirt, which is very, very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I use, you know, on stage, I used to wear a long sleeve shirt under a sport coat. And I've taken lately to wear the polo underneath mm-hmm. because I'm never comfortable. I'm never. Here's a Peter Millar, Peter Millar hat. Yes. Very handsome hat. Uh, being stuck right into the video here. That it, it is a very good looking hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've taken to wearing the polo shirt, occasionally a T-shirt underneath a sport coat for my standing up comedy performances. Sure. Uh, because I've never found a, I, I, I'm your long your long sleeves are either a little boxy for me because, mm-hmm. or they're they're a little uh, the material's not as soft as I like it to be. Yeah. Peter Millar has the most comfortable long sleeve button up shirt I've ever worn in my life, mm-hmm. bar none. Wow. Bar, and I mean that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it because they're they're an advertiser. Uh, what you saw when I put when I, I was like, oh my god. Yes. This is the greatest shirt. My point is, uh, these things are great. But I have to play. I have to be a golfer to buy these. No, no. Anybody what? can wear it. Perfect. Oh. Any occasion. Oh, really? Yeah. Vacation. Oh, okay. Dates. Not, not, oh, not, right. you're going, well, maybe a date with your wife. Sure. Where, boy, oh boy. Like if you would have worn that shirt of the color purple. Oh, my God. Imagine how that would have looked. And how comfortable it would have been sitting in those theater yes. seats. Yeah. Because it's got a little stretch to it, it right? It does have that stretch. God oh, damn it. I like that so stretch. Great. Work events. Even working out. And that's for the polos and, and whatnot. Not that you want to work on a long sleeve shirt. Be be that asshole. Sure. These are great for the golf course because each shirt has sun protection built in. Oh, cool. SPF. I, what? SPF. I don't know. They're not using these. Uh, that I don't know. Maybe sun performance filter. Is that what it stands for? I don't know. <laughs> what? Sun protection factor. Okay. Oh, that makes sun more sense. Sun protection factor. Uh, listen, the po- the performance polo. Yeah. 
I wore it on a drive. I have not been on a golf course, but I have been to the driving range. I said, you know what? I'm going to wear, I, I, I admittedly, overdressed for the uh, driving range. Why not? Comfortable. Mm-hmm. The performance polo. Uh, also, the great thing, toss it uh, in the washing machine, dry it. You don't have to iron it. Oh. Comes right out looking beautiful. Love it. Um, I guess, you know what? I'm gonna, I've said it about the long sleeve. I've liked the performance polo. Now, you can head over to Peter, uh, petermillar.com slash Pardo to check out some of my Peter Millar favorites. Be sure to use my link and you're going to receive complimentary shipping and free hat. What? You get a free hat with your order? You saw how beautiful that hat is. It's a gorgeous hat, it honestly. It really is. It's super, like, deluxe, nice. Take a look at that. Show the back. Yeah, show the nice back. Buckle. Just show the front. Get up, and then show the inside as well. Uh, not the barcode, but the no, uh, take it apart. Show them the show them but how. But look at stitched. but look at how look see look at the quality. Yeah, that's right. Look at the quality. That, like they're not giving you a free no, hat not, that you get at a, a at a at uh, a when you're at a uh, uh, food fair and it's like, right. hey, take our hat. Yeah, they didn't uh, they didn't just like toss these off. They were like, let's make a nice hat. I don't know what food fair is giving you a hat either, by the way. <laughs> but we knew what we everybody knew. Yeah, what it hat. sounded like something would happen. Uh, be sure again to use the link uh, Peter Millar dot com slash pardo you're gonna complimentary shipping and a freak hat that is peter p-e-t-e-r-m-i-l-l-a-r dot com slash pardo p-a-r-d-o peter dot com slash pardo that i'm not kidding it's the most comfortable shirt i've ever worn and i'm not playing games with jimmy pardo peter com peter millar dress up Welcome back to the program, episode 2217. Colin Hanks is here. Matt's, of course, here. Elliot's over there trying to do his best human being impression. And uh, <laughs> I studied all the books. Jesus. Why is that unfair? Because it's just so accurate. Uh, <laughs> hey, it really he struck d- me. does the best that he can. Of course, Gary's over there look, uh, doing his best as well to get by like everybody else. Uh, we just talked about the Tower Records documentary. Let's. Uh, the, the other documentary you did that I loved was the Eagles of Death Metal. Yeah. And... Um, w- in doing the towers, that what made you then say, you know what, uh, I kind of like being a documentarian as well. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the tower that uh, all things took a long time to make. It took about seven years, and that's um, all things must pass. I, I don't think I mentioned pass. that. Yeah, earlier. yeah, sorry. Yeah. The, the the tower documentary is called All Things Must Pass. So, so I, I interrupted you. How long did it take to make? It, seven years. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and from the initial sort of idea, and then you know, sort of figuring out how to make them and raise the monies, and then the technology and cameras changing and all that sort of stuff. So it was, there was a long process to it, and in between that I did a bunch of short docs you know for ESPN 30 for 30s and and oh. you know a couple you know a couple of different ones um, and so the doc space was somewhere that we were had sort of made a bunch of inroads and, and relationships with people within that space uh, the tower doc uh, was set to be released um, we were organizing me and my partner Sean we were organizing a big party at the tower records on sunset uh, we painted that up yeah, and yeah, did yeah. all that sort of stuff. And part of the idea was that we would throw our party and it would be a sort of callback to the old in-stores that Tower used to have. Yeah. And the uh, lovely people at Gibson helped us out and they, they let us throw a party there. And I know the guys from uh, Eagles uh, of Death Metal, not the Eagles, um, <laughs> although I've met a few. Um, and I said, hey, I've got this idea you know, do you guys, you know, want to, you know, want to do this? And they had been very uh, helpful in giving me uh, one of their songs for our trailer. Uh, and they said, yeah, I love it. Let's do it. And so they played our premiere party. And that was a, 
about four weeks before the bottle climb. So it was very, very close. And I had talked with, uh, with Jesse, the, the, their singer, uh, two days before. Um, so we were already in that space and then, um, you know, uh, the Bataclan happens and it's, you know, it's a very confusing time because the, the doc was coming out, but then this horrible thing happened that my friends were involved in and, and then I'm filming a new television show and there was just a lot of, a lot of things going on at once. And, um, when I think, you know, two and a half months later, um, Sean, my producing partner, had sort of mentioned uh, the idea uh, of maybe doing a documentary about them going back to Paris. And that seemed like a horrible idea. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure, I, I think I said no probably like four or five times. But as we got closer, I realized that it, you know, my friends were really going through a, a, a hard time, still are uh, in, in, in many ways. And um, uh, it seemed like a good opportunity to sort of help bring a little bit of closure to that chapter mm -hmm. of their lives. Um, and as well as, you know, for uh, a lot of the people there. And I, it seemed like it would be a, a, a good moment uh, in time to to to, to try and, and and capture and that's really what we did and uh, and uh, um, uh, 28 different miracles needed to happen in order for me to go away to do that between the schedules and TV shows and this that the other thing and and everyone universally said that yes we want to help you because yeah. it was more of a personal thing um, and so that's how that kind of just it just kind of happened and we didn't really want to do it um, but it, it eventually it just sort of seemed like the right thing to do so so we all just sort of made the agreement to to, to you know jump off the bridge together right and, and again I, I haven't seen this oh, I, yeah. where, where do you where can it, I see uh, that it is uh, you can get the uh, the DVD now uh, oh, cool. online yeah okay. on, on Amazon and uh, yeah Shout Factory released a, a really great nice. Blu-ray of it yeah. it's yeah. called yeah. Eagles of Death Metal No Sami oh cool it's great yeah. It's if people really don't remember, there, there was a terrorist shooting, right? It was like a... Yes. Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the, the Eagles of Death Metal were playing at the Bataclan during the, the terrorist attacks in Paris in 2015. Right. And, uh, you know, a lot, of, a, a lot of people lost their lives. And so it, it's really a, a, a history of the band and a very unique relationship between two members of the band. Um, and it, sort of their unique bond being tested in this, uh, you know, this horrible situation, and then them going back to Paris to to, to to play a, a return concert. Cool, yeah. I can't wait to yeah. see it. Yeah, sure. yeah definitely watch yeah. it. Garen, you as well. I know you like. Uh, I own it. You own it. Oh, well, you own the DVD. How about, how about you loan it to our friend Matt then? Yeah. I own the Blu-ray. Yeah, <laughs> you can borrow it. Yeah. This guy rides first class. Oh, are you giving the okay on that, yeah, Garen? Got the okay. Uh, I would uh, prefer you buy it. Yeah, if I'm being honest, Weird. like right in, right in the director's face. I would prefer you buy it. Yeah, I would I really think, think we could would... talk about it later. But maybe while we're sitting in the presence of oh, yeah, the director, right. I, there's a link in the show <laughs> notes. We pretend that we're gonna. It. Oh, good. Oh, cool. really? Oh, good. Yeah. Awesome. For both of them, for the Tower Records as well. Is that on Blu-ray yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. That was on there first. Don't insult. And as we know, I just didn't know if they released it yet. Eagles of Death Metal played on on two songs on Kesha's yes, newest they album, did. which is fantastic. Which hence the friends that's, that I know. That's that there you go. It's there all we tied go. together. Look at that. Yeah. What, that. what are they on? Boogie Feet. Boogie Feet, and uh, what's the other one? Um, the other one's Let great them too. talk. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's great. They're both great. They're both great songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
What what was your first going back to the tower? Uh, I only find it. Mm-hmm. What was the first record that you bought? That you said you started as a young man in the mid eighties. Well, this is always I always have to get super annoying. Do you mean like the first CD I bought, the first cassette that I bought, Give me all of it, the first one that I remember buying, all of it, all of it, you did with um, your own money? Like you you yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah. Like I got a. Put my own money I, I would remember. I mean, I definitely bought the uh, the first Beastie Boys record. Oh, uh, that was my Run, first CD. Run DMC, Raising Hell, Fat Boy. A lot of early hip hop. <laughs> yeah, I remember buying like a lot of a lot of early hip hop uh, on cassettes. Uh, so that was when I was when I was younger. And then when the CDs came out, I eventually the first CD I bought was uh, Squeeze. Babel, Babylon, I think it was called, um, like Babel, on yeah, yeah. Um, not a great record. No, <laughs> no, not didn't listen to a whole lot. Listen to one of the songs. They're on very hit and miss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Although really the Squeeze sh- fans will tell me I'm out of my mind. Should have should have bought a single. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then eventually. You know, I have very specific memories of, of where I bought, you know, Nevermind and Blood Sugar Sex Magic and all those. And a majority of those were at 16th and Broadway in Sacramento. Which is that Tower Records we spoke of. Yes, the Tower Records, yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, I have, a, you know, I mean, I'm not alone in this, but, you know, I, I do have personal connections to specific records. And, and part of that all begins on remembering where I bought it or where I first heard that. Do you know what I mean? And so now... I don't. I don't buy CDs now anymore. I'm much more of a, a streaming guy, but I do still buy vinyl. And um, one of the things that I do is I go and I, whenever I buy a vinyl record, I label it based on the city that I bought it in. And my collection is not. I don't label. You know, I don't assort it by Chicago, uh, by, by geography, Atlanta. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't do that. But. Um, but yeah, I, I like to, to label all the records. That That's I, interesting. That's a cool idea. I love the idea. Yeah, I uh, my it's friend, insane. Uh, it's insane. <laughs> it's slightly it's, crazy, yeah. but here's cool. worse. Yeah, uh, a gentleman by the name of Rick Banchik, who I worked with at uh, JR's Music Shop in Lincoln Mall back in the '80s. Uh, one time, I went to his apartment, and he uh, I couldn't. He had his vinyl all organized. I was mm-hmm. like, I, I can't find anything. He goes, It's my producer. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! Somebody was born out of their fucking mind over the week. My producer and wanted to show I'd off. Never. Yeah. I heard that. My producer. Wow. Oh I think goodness. that lasted about a month. And then he made fun of himself. Like, oh, why, why would man. I do it that way? Oh, oh that's hard. a David Foster. That's over here with, in the Fs. Oh, that? Oh, that was produced by Mutt Lang. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, so the L's then? <laughs> uh, it's like a te- He's like giving oh you a test goodness. when you go over wow. there. You, you know what? You're right. And uh, I, could you grab me that Milo album? Well, that's in the S's. Steinman. Luckily, that was easy. Yeah. Um, uh, Colin, now, is this program, this Life in Pieces, is this still around? Technically, yes. You don't know if you're getting into No, season? no, 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 we are. Uh, we, got, we did get a pickup for a fourth season. Um, it's shorter. We got a 13-episode pickup. Uh, and then we were told we're going to be mid-season replacement. So we're going to be on screens um, come next year. Uh, when that is, I, 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 I do not know. And uh, the, are you still alive on Fargo? Is that giving something away if you answer that? No, Fargo is uh, unique in that uh, each season is a different storyline set in a different... It goes yeah, backwards, yeah. right? Like it's, well, I don't know if it or goes... Or maybe they don't know. I don't know if it goes backwards. I, I don't remember... 
I feel like season years. two took place season before two, season one. Season somehow. two took place before the movie. Right, right. Um, uh, so yeah, each 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 version of it is is in a different year. Um, you were season one. Season one, yeah. With First, uh, with uh, Billy Bob. Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The amazing Allison Tolman. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that was great. That first season was great. It was. Then they said, uh, I saw season two. I go, no, Hanks, I'm out. Well, <laughs> and then, and then a man has to have four years later say, you still on that? <laughs> so, good, yeah. good to Well, see, the weird thing about that is, you know, you, I spent so much time. Uh, I mean, a large majority of, you know, working on Tower was, was spent trying to find really great, creatively stimulating jobs as an actor. And a lot of times you can't, do that um uh, but i would get these little periods where i'd be able to go off and do a couple of episodes of Mad Men or a season of dexter and you'd get a little bit of a taste but then you'd be sort of sent on your way and mm-hmm. you you sit there and you go oh, man if i could just find like a show that keeps me employed for a whole bunch of years and it but it's really great and stimulating and the writing's good and you know accolades and all that sort of stuff and the irony is as soon as i found that they had created <laughs> anthology series where that only lasts for one year, (laughs) which is what makes those shows great because the stories have a beginning, a middle and an end and it's definitive and it's thought out and it's not, you know, just sort of like thrown together like, Oh, I guess we'll end it here. It's all thought out. I found it. And then, uh, and then I was on it and I was, I was so lucky to have gotten that year and then they said great thank you now we're going to go off and tell these stories <laughs> yeah. so good luck so it was a little bit of a weird but you had scenario. that year of greatness how lucky am I to have at least gotten that very lucky your yes. entire career I'd say is lucky yes yeah uh, wait did that come out wrong that, what happened that, that was that sounds a, rude almost does it sound rude not even almost There's it diff- really is okay. straight up I'm not rude. familiar I'm not familiar with human language but that did sound a little okay. bit off yeah. uh, you didn't get that so. chapter of the book yet <laughs> Friends, we all are. Um, what uh, you were a priest on Mad Men, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. right. Yes, right. I was. Yeah, yeah. pull that. Yeah, uh, I had to sing on on that. I had to sing oh, a yeah. Peter Paul and Mary song. I don't remember you singing. Yeah, uh, yeah. By your own it was not that memorable. Voice. It was not that memorable. No, but uh, I got cast, and then after I got cast, after I had already, I think I had already filmed an episode. Um, I think maybe, but shortly afterwards they just went. You don't happen to uh, play guitar, do you? And I said, Yeah, a little bit. And they, okay, good. Uh, you don't happen to sing, do you? And I said, Not really. And they're like, Okay, great. Uh, you're gonna have to sing and play guitar in an episode, so we're gonna send over the song that you got to learn. So and it was which one? Uh, early in the morning by Peter Paul. And How's Mary. that go? Well, early in the morning, about the break of day, I thank the Lord, won't you find That's a right. way, find a way to the mountain land, or something like that. This was really my way to get you to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, uh, when, a, when a Colin Hanks gets a call for that, for a Mad Men, do you still audition for that, or do they, is it uh, well, Mad, offer? Yeah, no, Mad Men was unique, because um, Mad Men was truly the very first show I ever streamed on demand. I had remember reading about the pilot when they were shooting it in New York because I was living in New York at the time. And I remember hearing uh, the basically the premise for the show, 1960s advertising firm. And I said, that sounds fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 
months later, I'm in Los Angeles shooting something, and I discover the show on the on literally on the cable demand. I said, "Oh, this is that show. I'm going to watch." And I watched the first six episodes that night and went to bed at like five thirty yes. in the morning. Next day, I called my agents and I said, "I I, I want to try and find a way on the show somehow." Um, cause this is a show where it's all young looking guys in suits trying to pe- look like, try and act like adults. Like mm-hmm. finally I found something that <laughs> is conceivable for me to get an audition yes. for. And I spent about a year, uh, waiting for them to start up again on their second season. And so when the second season started, I started, you know, hounding the agents. They got me a meeting with Matt Weiner, which was just a get to know you meeting. There was no talk about there even being a role on the show. And I told him about the article and he goes, why were you reading the business section? And I went, oh, it was in the business section? And he goes, yeah. (laughs) And I think that sort of piqued his interest along with our sort of just conversations about history in general and things like that. We had a lot of things in common. Then I found out, um, then I found out uh, that there would be an audition. They sent me sides for the character. Then I got a frantic phone call, don't audition those sides here, are some different sides, a different character that he wants you to read, which ended up being the priest. Oh. And that's when my heart sank because I wanted to be one of the great ad guys. And, yes. and, and, and you looked that part, like you could have been one of those guys. Uh, yeah, but the, 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 <laughs> the costumer, when I told her that story, she said, well, you are still in a suit. It's just a very <laughs> different suit, uh, which is true. So that, that was uh, most definitely still uh, auditioning. And, a majority of my jobs are still still by by audition. Yeah, a, a lot of them are. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I'd like to have. I don't like them at all. Yeah. Sometimes there's not. You know. Sometimes I don't have to. Sometimes I do. Um, sometimes you just it, the 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 stuff that's really really good. You you tend to tend to have to. Um, but since Fargo now, there's a little bit more of a familiarity. That word, whatever it is, um, with you know, sort of my work, and I've been around long enough that people sort of can see it. If they don't see you in it, then they, then they want to bring you in. I got you. Yeah. Um, so like on Fargo, they they I went in for Fargo. Um, and you don't mind doing it. You don't. Uh... Well, sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. I mean, uh, when you're when you're unemployed, you just want to be able you're looking for anything to do. Mm-hmm. And so I would go in for an audition and I go like, OK, well, that's the work that I'm doing today. And that's fine. Sometimes it's difficult when you are working and they're trying to bring you in for something. And you're like, guys, that's like two scenes in a movie, like you know, like you you know, I can say words, yeah, <laughs> um, and be funny or be serious or do any of those things. That can get a little frustrating at times, but a majority of the time, it it you know, you if it's something you really want to be in, you jump through any hoop. Yeah, so, yeah. You, know, you know, they you know they say jump, you say how high. Um, and you just hope that lightning strikes because it could be there could be any million of the number of reasons why you don't get something that have absolutely nothing to do with you or your ability. But you still take it personally, don't you? You yeah, you do. You maybe try you not to. Yeah. You try not to. But but you do. But you hope that maybe something sort of connects, you know, and you uh, try not to give too much of the impression that you need this job so bad um, and you try to make uh, an impression because they see a million different people mm-hmm. uh, and so you try and make an impression and if it's not with your acting then maybe it's something witty you say beforehand um, but you know overall it's uh, you know it could be because you're tall enough who knows 
I'm going to tell you this. I've always mastered that witty before the audition. <laughs> I, I've well, always mastered that. Sometimes it can backfire, though. Sometimes they don't want the witty before. Well, sometimes the witty will outshine the audition. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that happens, too. Or the witty goes over their heads completely. Oh, that's always. That's always really bad. Have you yeah. ever have you ever tried to make a joke? And, and, and well, I mean, everybody bombs. But have you ever made a joke and you, as soon as it comes out your mouth, you go, oh, that, that's the horror, that's not the joke to, to make right now? I remember, I mean, and I will not share the joke. Yeah, right please. Now. But it was, uh, it was, boy, it was the thing Greg Proops ended up doing it. Uh, I ended up doing a small role on True Jackson VP, oh, yeah. okay. which is a kid's sitcom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but it was to be series regular, and I had, I had some pilots in my life, but this was like, it was looking like, holy shit, this is going to happen. Yeah. And I went to the final one, Network mm-hmm. Studio, everybody. Ah. And. The big one. Thought, and somebody, somebody set me up. They said, hey, I saw on the internet, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, yeah. Thinking, oh, I have a kindred spirit. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Death. Yep. And the second, the period of my sentence yep. happened, I went, I'm not getting this role. Yeah. Oh, In your brain. It, and it, it literally, was, yeah. it was that bad. It yeah. was. Uh, Why don't you say the joke? It- it's, it, there's a, uh, I'm not comfortable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if there was a person who got hurt. <laughs> oh, you made a I joke went, at Colin. Oh, are we going to go with some shit bag like Colin Hank? That's what I said. Jeez. And I thought, did you put my feet to the fire? You make me say it. Yeah, uh, sorry, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry you guys have to deal with me. What was your other choice? That shit bag Hank? Like that, I literally said it. <laughs> Yeah. No, I used it. Listen, I used, I, I did, I swore. Doesn't but matter. I thought that yeah. it was. Ooh. You thought you were in a, you I thought, thought I was were in an environment, safe, safe spot. Yes. Yeah. Where it's Absolutely. like, not only will you open it, I'm going to kill with this joke. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to all see, again, yeah, my yeah. 15th audition for this job. Yeah. How I'm the right guy, which I, Greg Proops was the right guy. Mm-hmm. I would have been a nice second choice. Greg Proops nailed it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yes. But it's it's always hard. I mean, that is, you know, a reading a room can be a very, very difficult thing, especially with that, because everyone's trying to be nice. Hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. Thanks for coming in. All right. You got any questions? And you always try to, you know, try to do it right. And, and sometimes yeah. you don't know. Like with Fargo, um, I had tried working on an accent and it, I really couldn't quite do it. And so the joke I'd come up with was, okay, so I, I kind of have an accent here, but really the accent is somewhere between Canada eh, and Chicago. <laughs> but if you give me the job, I promise I'll meet in the middle and I'll, I'll land at Minnesota. <laughs> And luckily, that landed. That worked. But there was part of me that thought, well, okay, maybe maybe don't do that joke because then maybe they're thinking I'm lazy and I'm not going to do the joke. And maybe maybe they're so serious that they're like, no, if they don't you, come in with right. a, a, that kind of thing, then no, that then they don't get that job. Or they're going to now they're going to be focusing so much on the accent because you said that it's like yeah. now they're preoccupied yeah. with and, it but, and sometimes it sometimes it goes in your favor sometimes it doesn't sometimes what seems like a good idea is is not you know what I mean and it's it's weird you know sometimes it's like look the movie calls for it being cold you don't have to wear a, a beanie in the audition <laughs> but maybe you do about that the other day but right? maybe when, you do when I when I first moved here everybody you know for commercial auditioning they're like you gotta get a lab coat. You gotta have a, <laughs> gotta have a lab coat. You, you, you gotta, right, see? <laughs> yeah. Yes, of course. Every Because like, the amount of lab coats in a commercial. You can be, be a doctor. You can be a pharmacist. You can be a technician. And so I never did it. See, this is the. Yes. I get it. I totally get it. I totally get that. Yeah. 
Yeah, gotta gotta get that lab coat. <laughs> yeah, and I never, never. But, but, you, but that, you did wear a white button up, right? I wore a white button up, but I got the gig. But <laughs> yeah. my friend came in and went. He saw me at first. and He went, "You don't wear enough." Okay, uh, good. It's a shirt. That's good. It's a shirt. It's yeah. a shirt. I, well, there was one movie that I auditioned for uh, that I ended up getting, and the whole the I didn't get that role. I ended up getting an, another uh, uh, another role in the movie. It was a movie called Eleven Fourteen. But there was a scene in which I'm supposed to be robbing the convenience store that I, that character works at, and he's basically robbing his coworker and they it's this whole thing and and you, you the friends got to shoot the other friend essentially in order to make it plausible mm-hmm. and i came up with this idea of i'm going to bring in a toy gun that i'm going to hide and in the audition i'm going to bring it out without telling them and i specifically got an orange one so they knew that it wasn't real um but i remember thinking this is gonna be mm, like i was really nervous but there was i had made a decision that because it was a friend that technically this character is 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 robbing that he's not really pointing it it's more just sort of loose and it's an extension of his of 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 his his arm of his hand Mm -hmm. and so he's really loose with the sort of the the wrist when he's talking and and it's it added a a component that i i wanted to to be all accurate for a moment and i thought i do and luckily the audition went okay uh they didn't freak out uh i apologized afterwards i said no it's fine don't worry about it It, we're so glad you didn't do the pistol fingers like we've seen everybody else do so that was a little bit lucky um and then when i once we finished the film I remember getting a, a card from the director, and in the card he said, "The way you held your gun in that audition was was brilliant, and it's why you got the part." So oh, thank wow. you. Awesome. And so sometimes it works. Yeah. Sometimes it really backfires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just you, you you never know. But when you're unemployed, you just want that time to just feel like at least you're an actor. And then hopefully you can become a working actor. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've done that. I have. The great at times. Makes. All right, now, Colin, we end this show playing a game called Sevens. Well, let's do it. Um, let's get a theme song. I, I'm, maybe I'm wrong based on what you've said, but uh, the categories are such where it's, it's music, uh, movies, television. Okay. Pop culture stuff. Okay. Uh, it, we're basically playing Pyramid. Okay. Where uh, you give a clue, yes. you've got to guess what I'm describing. Okay, great. But you seem to be a child of the 90s musically. Mm-hmm. Matt would also be that. Yes. So maybe, Matt, this would be a time where you would give. You want to do 90s music? I can do 90s music. I can also do earlier, but I'm I'm comfortable with both. Should we do one of each? Let's do one of each. Let's, yeah, yeah okay. let's yeah. do one of each. Right, so why don't you, uh, you... Should we start? 90s music is tough because, you know, there's like so many different, like sometimes, uh, so, you know, uh, SWV will come up. I don't know if you yeah, remember yeah. the yeah. R&B group. So it's, it's I, I find it to be tricky, but uh, we'll do our best here. Here we go. Uh, there's no noise. I don't know why it's not making noise. Here we go. Single women voices, I believe. Uh, this ma- ma- Metallica song, When You Go to Bed, Sleep Enter with One. Enter Yes. Um, oh, this was a group with like uh, two dudes and two ladies. And like, where, 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 what do you plant? You plant in a... 
Garden? Uh, Secret, Savage Garden. Yes, yeah, Cisco's uh, big hit. Thong song. Yeah. I worked with um, him. The country legend. Uh, Garth Brooks. Yes. Um, the? Oh, they're going to make you sweat. Uh, going to make you sweat, baby. <laughs> Let the like, rhythm take control. Yes, you got CNC it. CNC Music oh, Factory. Oh, this is a uh, alternative group. Uh, females for, uh, sorry, it's uh, women. Uh, uh, they have dreads. Uh, four non-blondes. The white rapper. Uh, ice. Uh, I can't vanilla, say that either. No, Vanilla Ice. Yeah. I, I, or, or Search from uh, Third Base. Yeah. Oh, good. No, but it was Vanilla Ice. And Four Non Blondes, I think I said four. You did. Here's mm-hmm. what, and you, we also forgot to mention, we have seven seconds. Oh, sorry. One. Yeah. But that, oh, okay. but that was still <laughs> that good. That was pretty good. It was good. What'd you end up with? 18? 12. Well, if I'd what? known that, I definitely would have not, <laughs> not sung. sung. Yeah, yeah, yeah without, without the sound, you don't quite get the urgency of Yeah, I don't know why my sound's not yeah. working. All right, so you, want, you say you want to do earlier. You want to do 70s or 80s music? Uh, yeah, let's do 80s. Sure. Right, here we go. We'll try. It's probably not going to be as good. Right, hang on, let me get my Balabans. I'm very, I'm very impressed that you got Savage Garden. My Balabans. Considering it was like, <laughs> <laughs> there's only two people in Savage Garden. Oh, really? I apologize. Either way. But I got it. You got it. You did get it. That's Why great. did I think there were two ladies? Maybe because that guy sings so high. He sounds like a girl. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're thinking of Ace of Bass. I probably was. I think I probably merged right, them in my head. You saw the sign. Here comes Ace of your eyes. You, saw the sign. you ready? Yeah. Here we go. That's what it's supposed to sound like. And here we go. Uh, George Michael and Andrew Ridgely. Uh, uh, wait, wham. Wait, before I go, yes. Uh, uh, the Ramones are considered what kind of music? Uh, punk? Yes. Uh, they lip-synced and had their... Millie Vanilla. Yes. Uh, cheap Trick's biggest hit. Um, uh, uh, the Kids Are All Right? No, no, no. Cheap, cheap, cheap Trick. Oh, no. Oh, 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 oh. Um, uh, uh, next one, next one. He uh, The pur- uh, Purple. Uh, Prince. Yes. <laughs> uh, never gonna give you up. Uh, Rick rip. Ashley. Yes. Um, uh, ah, damn it. And uh, Johnny Come Home is the song. Uh, she Drives Me Crazy. They did that song. Uh, Fine Young Cannibals. Yes, but I fucked up. 20. Nice. 20. Very good. 20. Not too bad. What was the Cheap Trick song? Uh, you know what? The Some flames? would argue it's not their biggest hit. Uh, it's not The Flame. It's uh, I Want You to Want Me. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. And, That's uh, probably their most well-known song. Yeah. But, but what, what is their kid song? The uh, Mama's All Right, Daddy. Oh, right. Is yeah. that that's the song? That, oh, that, surrender. That's surrender. surrender. That's surrender. Yeah, that's, yeah. I see. I would argue that surrender is their bigger, bigger song. I agree. Yeah, I'd argue that as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm not happy with any of my clips. <laughs> well, I don't, look, I don't want to. And then finding your candles. I really, you got it, but it was too late. I I would have just said motor scooters. <laughs> Remember those? They had the music video where they're that's riding a around. Very London. specific reference, but yes, <laughs> it either works scooters. or it doesn't. But there were a, a lot of with, scooters with in many other videos, though. Much like your audition. A lot of uh, mopeds and scooters. Because didn't level forty two also have a? Uh, they were very popular. It's a yes, very popular mode of transportation. Yes, only at level forty two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would. What you would have said scooters, and I would have said the Who. Oh, because of Tommy. Okay, and well, see, there you would have been been no, clue. that's the Who is what I would have said. And I'm not a big fan of the Who. This is the weird thing. Huh. You're not. No. What about Fine Young Cannibals, though? Mm, yeah, there are. <laughs> right. I wonder why they don't do any of those 80s shows. Like, why don't they ever pop up on those? Yeah. I remember hearing something of, uh, this is going to be uh, uh, horrible, and this, maybe this is the time in the do- in, in the, uh, the the podcast where someone's got to Google something, but I remember hearing that the lead singer of Fine Young Cannibals had been in another band. He was. He was, oh, he was in, in the, That was very English well known. Communards? Was it the was it the beat? I don't think it's the beat. Look it up, Garen. Something like that. It's one of those like one of early those new wave. Yeah. Uh, you don't think it's the Communards? I don't think it's the Communards. <laughs> I think it's some someone I we've can't heard of. Roxy, I think it's two two of the guys in Finding Cannibals. It's not Bronski beat. Came from. The answer has been said. 
It, it is the communards, isn't it? No. It was the beat. The oh, it's English beat. English beat. Yeah. Yeah. Right. English beat. Damn it! I want it to be the communards. But it's not the. It wasn't the lead guy from the beat. It was no, like two it wasn't other Dave, guys. Dave. 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 Wakeling. 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 Dave. That we this call him Dave. I cut, your I buddy cut Dave. my losses and I call him Dave. Yeah. His mom calls him David. <laughs> David. Hang on, mom. I'm busy smiling. In a, Turn uh, that up. beat down. Turn the beat around. All I know is that uh, when the Fine Cannibals did um, Saturday Night Live, yes. the, the lead singer goes to the piano to go do the piano solo. Yeah. And either he couldn't hear the pitch or had memorized the thing, but somehow the keyboard was tuned differently and they were doing a different key yeah. because he, that solo had nothing to do with the rest of the song. Huh. It was Ooh. all over the place. Ooh. You have to look that up now. I've that looked it up. I liked them for a minute. They were, yeah. they were. That was a like, good. Had a very interesting. That course. one, you didn't have to buy the single. You could maybe argue Probably, that yeah. whole record's pretty good. Yeah. I think that one song was so omnipresent for a few months that she drives me crazy. Oh. It just like got cut. It was became grating, and so I, I sort of judged them harshly. But it wasn't their fault. They just had a big hit, and They're you couldn't hit. get away from it. And. Yeah. After a while, I was just like... I think like, that came out at uh, MCA Records right before I quit. Right before I... I'm going to say that was 89. 89. I feel like You're I exactly remember right. I was in ninth mm. grade. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think I made a lot of money from the Funny Cannibals. And I said, I'm out! Gotta go suck and stand up for a while. <laughs> um, what happened, and then we're going to go, the, the Funny Cannibals there, what happened is I had so many clues to give that I locked up. Right. Uh, but we played that game yesterday, my son and wife and I, uh, five seconds, mm-hmm. uh, five second rule. Where you uh, have a little timer, and it says name uh, name three modes of transportation. Mm-hmm. And Danielle's was name three. She she had to read this one to me. I had to say three deceased actors, and she gave me that one because she knew I'd lock up because yeah. there's so right. many answers yeah, you can't yeah, think yeah, of yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, and I did not. What were some of the acts that you worked with when you were at MCA? What w- were you? What were you? What were you doing uh, for MCA? I was a sales rep for MCA. Okay. And uh, but our biggest thing was Tiffany. Okay. Yeah. Of uh, course. With a Bobby Brown backup. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The new edition album. They're mm-hmm. they're uh, with their songs Bobby Brown album. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh yes, Tom so Petty. You were in the thick of you were in the thick of that era, and then Tom yeah. Petty. So the the full moon, full moon fever. fever. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Yeah, full yeah. moon fever record. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then there was somebody else on IRS that we made that. Uh, well, Finding Cannibals was on IRS Records, mm-hmm. which was distributed by MCA. Mm-hmm. Uh, a band called The Boys, which was on Motown, I remember mm-hmm. that. made a lot of money. Off wow, of them. Yeah. wow. Um, but rock and roll, it was Tom Petty. And then pop was that was, was Tom Petty Tiffany rock, and, yeah. yeah. That was really the beginning of MCA the whole didn't have a lot of thing. rock uh, yeah. at that time. We they tried Jet Boy and the uh, King Diamond, uh-huh. but so you would actually be going into the stores, really sort of pushing the merchandise. I would to go get to those the store buyers to go and, yeah. and buy all those. Wow! And I would the problem was I loved music so much, yeah. that I was horrible at my job at selling the thing that you I needed to sell. Exactly, yeah, yeah. like the like uh, MCA for some reason had the new Little River Band album, <laughs> and the guys like, how do you think it's going to sell? How do you think it's going to sell? It's a little river band in 1989. It's not going to. <laughs> but I need you to at least buy like. Buy one album, buy one cassette, buy one CD. Please just cover me so it looks like I did my job. And the store would do that. Yeah. When, when, let me ask you one yes. question and then. And, then, and, then, uh, and, and then, I'm available for any extra gonna features. And then I'm going to leave. When you had a an artist that had a, a new record coming out. Yes. What would be the number that you would hope each store would 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 get so if you had i mean a new tiffany album let's just use that as an example knowing that that's going to be probably a whole lot more than some of your other artists right but how many 
records, CDs, well, tapes? It, are you hoping it would depend on the on the store? If it was a mom pa, mm-hmm. I like for a Tiffany, I'd like them. To, I would like them to take thirty. They came in boxes of thirty. Yeah. So if they would go, if they would go thirty, 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 mm-hmm. um, I'd be happy. But if yeah. it was like a chain, mm-hmm. you'd want them to go like. 280, 280, 280. Gotcha. For me. So that many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. I didn't have, uh, my, my biggest chain was, uh, uh, I had four Musicland stores, but I didn't have the entire, I didn't have mm-hmm. the major chain. I had the independent franchises. Gotcha. Uh, Flipside was my main chain in Chicagoland. And they were kind of a heavy metal based uh, yeah. chain. So they, I didn't do that great with them. Yeah. Uh, so I would try to get, like, they would be my tip to get that 280. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, gotcha. But no yeah. one else listening to this cares, but I'm uh, I'm fascinated. That's interesting to me. But some, okay. like I say, if if I could just convince them to take one one one, yeah, that or you know what, give me one album, give me two cassette, give me one CD, because mm-hmm. that was at the at like CDs weren't really taking over yet. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. One just to put in the shelf. You yeah, just in the long box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then at the that box. point, <laughs> were you pretty? Was it was a writing on the wall in terms of the the vinyl really starting to make? Oh, it, vinyl was going vinyl away. Was going down. Yeah, yeah. and was there any? Uh, 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 movement from up top to try and keep that vinyl going, or were they? No, just everything not really was moving towards the CD. It was all moving. It was all moving towards yeah. the CD. Even yeah. though it was. What about Dat? You ever get to sell any Dat? I didn't sell any Dat. <laughs> I didn't sell any remember <laughs> Dat. Digital audio tape. I remember Dat. Yeah, yeah they, I remember they did. Dat, they Dat. actually did make some Dat like albums on Dat. I want to say a cool. David Bowie one is like we we because we carry yeah. at Oranges we carried some Dat mm-hmm. and like three in yeah. case that audiophile asshole would show <laughs> yeah. up. And it would be the same. He'd, and he would. He'd show up. Hey, don't you do that? He'd go, no, the same three you didn't buy last <laughs> yeah. week, John. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember that they would have the debt at the counter. That's where it was. Yeah. As a way to try and sell it. But, but also because it was so small yeah. that they didn't have the protective... Uh, uh, plastic thing. They couldn't they, put they, it in anything. They could yet. only put the cassettes in those, <laughs> yeah. and so they had to keep it under under the watchful eye, right there. <laughs> sure. Otherwise, that oh, like all of those are going into some kids' pockets, and yeah. they're going out trying to when I trying yeah. to sell that. <laughs> when I started buying tapes as a kid, I went to a, I think it was Strawberries uh, oh. in the Northeast. Uh, to buy a cassette, they didn't have the long plastic thing they put on it. There was just a, a plexiglass thing with holes in it. Oh, you, you had to do that. Reach game. through the hole and pull oh, it out, and wow. then drop it, and then a conveyor belt yeah. would take oh, it to the. Oh, I never the, saw that. <laughs> that. Sounds awesome. Super weird. Like what a waste awesome. of it technology. It was horrible. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was because you had to like turn it around in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, you to couldn't read really back. look at it. it You'd just be like, "Is I guess I'm getting this now." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> a conveyor belt. Yeah. I've yeah. never heard of that. It was so stupid. The fact that they had a conveyor belt. Like what a waste of! I literally worked at record stores at the time where it changed from that behind because mm-hmm. that's behind lock and key to mm-hmm. uh, you know, just just go yeah. pick out what you need. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Like we started trusting people maybe, or mm-hmm. it was just became like. There's so many cassettes now that uh, yeah. Like, well, that was steal the, them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that was the whole thing behind um, the long boxes for CDs. Yeah. Is that literally they were only created. Because there were enough record stores that said, we don't want to make new fixtures. Right. Yeah. Can you just put it in something that will fit in a, the same size as a record? Because right. we don't want to have and to if you put, build a whole bunch of new <laughs> stuff you side by for side. something that might not work. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so you put two CDs oh. and long boxes side by side, you got yourself the same same shape as a record. I love the long box. I like, because sometimes oh, yeah. it would be a little different art 
from the album well, art. It was a different shape, and then you yeah. could put it. You could hang put that on, on the wall. wall. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. yeah, I did a lot of that. Loved it. Um, yeah, total waste. Glad, glad <laughs> it went away ridiculous. eventually. Disagree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wasn't that like REM or somebody? Oh, well, I was literally. I was just singing the same thing. Yeah, there was, REM was uh, used it as a way to register voters. Oh right, the rock because the vote they said thing. it was yeah. such a waste that you might as well try and come up with something good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So for out of time, I think it was. Mm-hmm. They had uh, they had just passed the motor motor voter bill, mm-hmm. so that if you you could register just by sending it in, yeah. Hmm. And that th- I remember there was some article claiming that you could make the argument that that was the most important record ever sold. <laughs> I can't because it read because it actually registered voters. Yeah. yeah. Well, get out and vote, guys. That's what we learned here today. <laughs> uh, Colin, thank you for being here. Thanks for finally having me. It's, it was a pleasure. I hope I delivered I seven think years. I think yeah. you did. All right, worth the wait. Can't wait it's to come back in another too. seven years. You got it. All right. Are you kidding me? What, what, what would that be? Twenty five? Twenty twenty five? I don't know where I wear makeup for a living. I don't. I'm, I don't do math. <laughs> <laughs> I like this Ubuli character you're doing. I'll be having the pop culture piece. Look at him over there. There's Garen Cockrell. Well rested weekended, Darren Cockrell. That from Sardi Chevrolet. It's Elliot Hopeberg. Behind the dashboard, that's uh, the Hansha Matt Belknap. Our, I'm going to say it. Our new friend. Did you actually speak English there? I didn't understand a single word you said. Where, where did I lose? When did I start losing? You? The only thing I heard was Colin Hanks. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Our new friend. I appreciate that. Colin Hanks. I'm Jimmy Partable. See you next time on the podcast. AK-47 gone, not forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com.